silence as we all wait for someone to start. Do we just hide? It's awkward silence. Yeah, I'm just, I think I'm that arrived. Touching my nipples. Ah, oh, fuck it, we're back. <laughs> How are you? Good. People expect nothing but high quality <laughs> professionalism from us. Corey's trying to herd these cats and shit ain't working. <laughs> fuck, I was one of the ones whispering. I appreciate the feedback that we got, though. Like, the only comment that I've gotten so, or we've gotten so far about last week's episode was the fact that it got weird when we started talking about people wiping their asses. Well, it's a, it's a thing that needs to come up, let's be perfectly honest. Was it more they were just weirded about by people, different people's different directions? <laughs> it, was more that we, it was more that we segued pretty hard from talking about fantasy to if you wipe your ass from behind, you're doing it completely fucking wrong. <laughs> Which is true. And also that Byron has no idea where his asshole ends and his balls start. I tried, I, I tried looking at the way you guys are doing it. I just don't see how it's possible. That defects is something to laugh about. I feel the physics of what you guys are doing is just unhygienic at the very least. Very least. <laughs> As opposed to wiping the shit up your ass crack? God. But like, you're, I don't understand. Like, are you comprehending that we have zero control to the point that we just, we're just wiping from the asshole and just lapping that bad boy going along the gooch and up our dicks and then dropping I, it I off? Like, a couple of beers. I've seen you play games. You're, you are not what I would call a uh, graceful ballet dancer in any, in any way. Sorry, Corey, I didn't realize that you're fucking Tchaikovsky. <laughs> just remember, just remember, Chuck he wasn't a ballet dancer, was he? Um, oh, I don't know if he was a ballet dancer. <laughs> we need one to clarify, fucking Corey. Bolshoi, whatever. I don't know. Byron's but... looking at it through his lens, and remember, Byron can't actually do up a button on a pair of boxes, so he'd have a real hard time. <laughs> Byron still wears boxes that have buttons. Yeah, that's another problem entirely. <laughs> I don't know why they put the buttons on there, but they're comfortable. They are pretty boxes. Oh, I know. I'm well aware of why they have the buttons on there, yeah, Byron. <laughs> Those were not boxes. Those were something from like 1912. And like, <laughs> I, I, like I had those when I was in my teenage years, and I'm one now. And they're like silk or something. Like yeah. Those I'm not gonna lie. Most of the clothes that I own are still clothes from uh, high school or Canada, and I've been here for about ten years now. So I really have never. Really no. no. We, lot. we can tell when happy. the Nickelback shirt starts riding up over your gut. <laughs> Back up. Nickelback's amazing. <laughs> oh jeez. I like how you're like, yeah, the only feedback we got was like, it was really weird when everyone started talking about shit. And you're like, so today we're going to address it up front. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought we'll get, we'll get the weird, between, between the whispering intro and this, we get the weirdness out of the way early and then we get profess. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we definitely won't fall back into like, you know, no. random talks. That won't we happen. Actually a, we actually had a good episode lined up here until this point. What, until it started? <laughs> yeah, until, until we got, until until we we got 30 seconds in. <laughs> this Brilliant. is this this is always bound to happen, and now, it, it's now at this point where the herding begins, and we start trying to get it on some kind of path. Meow. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Anyway, Meow. Uh, Meow. <laughs> people actually making cat noises. Oh my god. Oh my god. So it's been a busy week. A lot's been happening. A lot of the chat's been going on, but we'll do our um, catch up. We'll do our hobby catch up, and then pretty much we're going to du- deep dive into. Um, an idea that Nick proposed last week that has just fucking exploded in terms of taking up the content hours of our um, Facebook chats, and that is diving into an Empire Civil War and what the fuck are we actually going to do? Um, so we have had a week. We have had a week of hobbying. This is actually the finale day of our uh, terrain challenge. 
So at the end of the episode, I was supposed to be about to say listen, fuck me. At the end of the episode, um, we'll check in and see who's got their shit done. Noticeably, Stuart's absent again, so I'm just going to chalk that up to another one that he hasn't finished. Um, but what have you been up to, boys? And how's the terrain going? So I'll just start with the top of the list, and that would be Chris. So we um, signed up for a Belfer Rangate out for the terrain challenge. Um, turned out pretty well. It's, it's finished to a degree where I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Just got to do a little bit of um, just a flock. That's the last little last little bit that I've got to touch on. But aside from that, um, it was a interesting interesting venture. It looks pretty basic. It's it's really just stone and a fucking wall portal. But um, I tried something different. You know, it's a bit more a bit more contrast as Nick would Nick would appreciate. Not the white, which I'm quite disappointed with. So, are you um, um yeah, are you I, adding lemon leaves? Quite possibly, yes. And you know what? I'll even go as far as even uh, some oregano, some t- some dried thyme, and some parsley. Believe it or not. Oh, watch out, world! I made a I made a mind stosh actually. Yeah, I'm showing me some stuff. We're not making a bolognese here. It's a fucking piece of terrain. Listen, I'm just bringing out my no walk, okay? Yeah, like um stosh. Like I don't know if if you if, if like many of you boys know stosh. I know. Like I was I was sort of yeah like I was sort of floating out there with him. He goes, dude, I I, I do that shit all the time. Like. It's they're they're good natural, um, new they they're good natural like dried earth like dried leaf tones, mm, and they hold so, it um, pretty well when you think about it. Yeah, so I've been like I smell like a like a pizza factory for like for a few days, but it already smells it, like that, doesn't it, man? If yeah, look, that's it's gonna be that, awesome when we get together in game and gets like a thirty-five degree day, not a lot of air conditioning or whatnot. You know, just another day at House of War and. The smells start to come from the table. Well, it's better than some fucking toilets, man. I'll take the, the oregano of the shit. Uh, hell yeah. Let's play against Chris. <laughs> Would you like some parmesan with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that? That sounds they, way better than most gaming spaces. They position Chris's table next to the toilets as an air freshener. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a really good tip there, Chris, uh, for your stuff here as well. Instead of using uh, sand, use a uh, Lowry seasoning salt, and that'll give a really nice crisp, uh, crisp finish to it. As well as a salty uh, chicken salt flavor. Okay, good. He's taking the piss. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, that, joke, that joke didn't land like... as well as you were hoping did at Byron. Or at all. It's still in the air currently. It's still, it's still cruising. It's at cruising altitude. It's waiting to descend into actually <laughs> funny, funny territory. I was sitting here all ears open, then I've heard chicken salt. I do love a good bit of chicken salt. Yeah. We digress. Yeah, we digress. Sure. Uh, DJ. Yep. Um, uh, building stuff. Yes. I built. I converted two dudes. I've got another third one. It probably needs about an hour's work, and I can't be fucked because I've been uh, driving to and from Goulburn all day and and moving stuff. So I'm going to just take the L. So so like every episode, catch up, DJ. You just <laughs> bring a couple of slabs. Just... Yeah, I'm just playing anyway, right? Yeah, currently. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no harm, no foul. <laughs> well. I'd like to say that I'm uh, disappointed, DJ, but I've come to expect it now. So, well, then I'm glad to meet your expectations. Oh, then, boys, yes, that puts us over 100 beers. 
Honestly, there is what 10 to 12 of us that at least 10 to 12 of us that'll go to this weekend. 10 beers is enough to get me through the first few hours and then I'll pass out. But still, 100 beers does not go far. Like, remember the Bucks party? Like, we've accumulated 100 beers over one, two. Oh, we've done four challenges. This is the third challenge. The third one? Shit. Is that it? Ah, it's the fourth, I think. Fourth challenge. No, because I did my Slayers. It's the fourth. No, challenge. it's the fourth because the unit four still hundred beers over four challenges. We going, we going well. <laughs> For when we can oh, see each other next year. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Next year, maybe. Maybe oh, September. If that. September, definitely not. September yeah. next year, yes. Yeah. I saw someone September saying like they're they're still optimistic for Lockie's event yeah. in October. I'm like, are you? Are you it's really? It's not going. Like, <laughs> although yeah, it is in Geelong, for so for some reason Geelong get to do different things. <laughs> Problem is, can we drive out there though? We won't. Yeah. Over, yeah, it is optimistic and overly optimistic. It's overly optimistic. Yeah. All right, Jermaine, you're up. Uh, so the terrain challenge, I did the Garden of Mana, and that's done. Motherfucker. Um, I was actually done Very shocked. <laughs> um, no, this week I've actually been painting something a little bit different. So, you know, we're talking about campaigns. Uh, I've been painting up some Necromunda. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, painting up some Necromunda. So the the new book that's going to drop um, allows you to take some of the main characters from Necromunda, like Cal Jericho and Scabs, as uh, leaders. So I've got those models. So I painted up Scabs, and then uh, Cal Jericho is next, which I can't wait for. That's a model I've been putting off for a bit, but um, yeah, finally ready to to get around and, and getting some paint on him. So wheat. I look forward to seeing that. But yeah, no, and um, yeah, because I've been on the work shift block, um, yeah, I haven't been able to paint for as long as uh, I want to. So now that I'm, I've got five days off, um, I'm actually going to go back and start painting some Chaos Ogres. Ooh, my man. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. That's me. All right, Byron. Well, all right, got the, been working on this tabletop, tablescapes. What was that again, Nick? Tabletop, Tabletop world. world. There we go. Yeah. Tabletop yeah. Right. Yes. Did it. Uh, working on the building there. Uh, just what got it done. So I just finished up all the uh, roof tiles, painting those, uh, get a bit of highlights on that. And I'm just adding some moss around the edges. So I should have this wrapped up here in the next uh, half hour, 15 minutes or so. I might add a few more details. Go. But, so uh, short episode. Very nice. Short episode. <laughs> That's all we have time for. Thanks, everybody. Yep. For well, us. I only did make a challenge. Shame. Uh, yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun painting this actually. I was getting a bit worried because I was running low on paint, and then I looked, took a look at Combat Company, and uh, they had some more Empire kits, and so I was able to buy a lot more paint after that. And that worked out pretty good. <laughs> we need to get to that uh, 150 for free shipping, right? Yeah, the uh, Great Swords popped up, and I didn't mention it to any of you guys because I wanted to buy them as fast as I could. Motherfucker, I really need to. You son of a bitch! Fucking jerk, man! I actually saw that on Combat Company. Went back the next day, and I'm like, son of a bitch! Fuck you, Byron! Always won. Fucking hey, Byron. As an aside, though, man, um, if you don't need that the helmeted skull, I will suck your dick on that helmeted skull. Oh, if you don't need those collars, the armored collars. The armored colors, the armored colors. Yeah, they come yeah, with the gorget. Gorget. I've never seen the kit. So I'm looking forward to it. It's a good kit. It's a really good kit. It's got it's, so much yeah. fresh shit. Fantastic. Love you it. Don't need the left yeah. elbow of What's the. Um, if you don't need the left elbow of the <laughs> second swordman, 
Yeah, that's a highly sought after bit that actually. Uh, I'm actually going to convert them all to pistol uh, pistol dudes anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just like the pose, really. That's all I want. Sixth edition, the rise of the pistolier. <laughs> Byron, after wanting to buy those grey swords, you are upsetting me immensely. <laughs> you back to the Xbox, man. Yeah, well, I do get that Xbox, Byron, on the 15th. Of- oh, you jerk. You jerk. Byron, it's the, um, it's the limited edition Halo one, too. Um, yeah, I don't believe they're making more of those as opposed to the swordsmen, right? Because more yeah, swordsmen pretty, are coming. Pretty pumped up about that one. Yeah, uh, you uh, you go ahead and enjoy that in your HDMI 2.0 full color 4K fucking dicks in your face. Fuck you. No, we had All that right. at your uh, box, mate. Yeah, I was going to say, depends on what you want to watch on TV, but like, pretty sure that's not how the Xbox works, but sure. Yeah, well, that does browser uh, terrain anyways, moving on. <laughs> I can... I can just imagine combat company guy that's processing the online order sitting there, seeing your order come through and like, which dumb motherfucker has bought an eight-year-old kit that's been sitting (laughs) on our fucking shelf collecting this? How much dust came in the box? Do you want me to ask? Oh, fuck you, yeah, man. (laughs) It's Australia Post. It's not going to be there. It's going to be there in 12 weeks. (laughs) It's going to be there after we meet up. Jokes on you, Byron. We're all going to be over Empire by the time you actually get it. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that. To, like, to, be, to be perfectly honest, I bought like uh, something off one of the Facebook groups there for my kids, like some of those Woolworth Lego things. I bought that uh, last Friday, two a week ago, like almost two weeks now. It still hasn't come. From I'm still city. waiting for my Back to Basics order from like two weeks ago. Yeah, but that's in Southern Australia. This is like just going across the city. Did you say Southern Australia? Southern Australia? What? <laughs> Where are you from? Jesus. Saskatchewan. Oh, Northern South Wales. What? <laughs> northern Southern Wales, man. Come on. Yeah. Thanks, Jen. No, northern, northern Territory. I'll say goodbye. Matty Boy. Oh, yeah. So uh, my terrain challenge changed like three times. I don't know if that's how it works. Yeah. I've got to do that before. That's fine. I'm just happy I've got a piece of terrain for my new table. So I'm excited. Um, so yeah, in the end, I had a look at the the sprues and I went to I cut a few up and I'm just like, that's going to take a while. Um, then I was like, oh, Nick, Nick and Corey are after some bits. Time to clean it all up. And at the very bottom, I found pieces of an Empire coaching terrain set, like a, a coaching inn. Oh, like cool. Walls okay. of like a, a church oh, yeah, and all yeah. that. Yeah. And then. Yeah, so I found some wall segments of that that were still there, and I, I painted them up. Looks good. Ah, thank you. I'm going to give credit to Jermaine. Help me out picking the colours, so thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Were they contrast colours? No, actually. Interesting. Spreading your wings. Vallejo. Oh, yeah. Ooh. The painter's choice. That's I'm it. sure that's like a tagline or something of theirs. <laughs> Should be. Yeah, I know, right? Like that in Spanish, though, it sound better. Yeah. El Pinto Choiso. Just don't get their black ink if you're easily offended. <laughs> don't want to get cancer. On the contrary, that's why I buy it. Yeah. <laughs> He's just got like a room full of it. Like, um, I was looking for models for the Empire for the Empire Army for Middenheim, and I was looking at um, Frostgrave. And the Frostgrave cultists—they've got a very—they've um, <laughs> got a—they've got a very uh, sheet and oh, no. pointy hat oh, um, yeah. vibe yeah. to them. Um, yep. 
Which is yep. why I bought six boxes of them. <laughs> of course. And more oh, white yeah. contrast. I was going to say white contrast, right? Yeah. Totally. Oh, I'm looking on Google. <laughs> Some guys painted them up white too. Of course he oh, did. Right. Of course. Oh, Not cool. Yeah, man. Army of ghosts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're bitchy. What, what I paint them black. That's a what, nice so they're all like grand dragons or something. They are. Well, we don't know about that stuff, man. I thought they were green. Aren't they green? Well, I mean, I mean, gra- dragon riders. Were you not paying attention? Mm-hmm. I guess not. You got a weird tangent. <laughs> yeah, not the DJ, anyways. Uh, the trans. <laughs> mm. Ah, okay. Um, it, it's a long story. It's a long story. Right? Um, so I was, uh, my pledge was to work on some road sections, which I have been working on. Um, the, as I said, I think last week, the uh, PVC or expanded polystyrene foam, whatever it is, awesome to work with. Get it if you can. So much better That's than MDF. Um, but yeah, I've made four 12-inch sections or 12-inch-ish sections um, and just like a 90-degree turn just to try out the process. And yeah, super easy. I reckon I'll build some like little sections with other bits and pieces going on in them. Um, but yeah, that's been great. And um, the you can get these grassy mats from uh, Wish.com. They're like, it's I think I've I've mentioned them again like a few times, but they were really great. I use them to edge the um edge the roads instead of using like a, a static grass. Much easier. Well, probably actually a bit more difficult, but pretty cool effect at the end of it, which will blend it in with the board. So, so the roads you make- finished? Yeah, yeah, they're finished. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, what did you paint the actual road part? Oh, and how did you texture the actual road part? So I had like about a fifth of a pot of um, oh, like it's uh, AK Scenic's uh, dark soil or some shit like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I dumped like a couple of handfuls of sand in it, like a couple of like big glugs of PVA and water and some black paint. <laughs> Mixed that up and just um, painted it on. So I followed the terrain tutors process, which was um, you know, you get the PVC, you put down um popsicle sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, I see why you use single popsicle stick references uh, as a single piece for the length, because if you've got to do multiple sticks, there's places where it cracks. Um, but that's not too bad. So then just put, you know, your standard spat filler that you get from Bunnings. What is it? The the par fix shit or whatever it's called. You know, the little little wood yep. filler thing. Yeah, put that to smooth the sides, put a bit of detail in, and then you yeah, just brush over that um that premixed brown paint, bit of dry brushing, stick the um the grass matting down, and boom, done. Pretty pretty simple. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Be pretty easy to churn out like a fair whack of them. They look good too, man. They look really good. Yeah, look, oh, I love them. Just pops a little, um, a few tufts on them, like those yellow marshland flowers and stuff. And like, oh, the, that's the, cool. Tie them in the um, the my ter- uh, my basing for my army. Um, and yeah, just really just a couple of tufts on there, just really makes them pop up. You know what I mean? <laughs> pop up, pop up, pop up. Just pop. Uh, <laughs> September wait. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tommy Boy. Um, yeah, so I actually painted a Blood Bowl team while I was off this week. Wow. So I had a Blood Bowl team sitting there that I had started one guy because um, I've always wanted to play the humans, but find them really dull aesthetically. Like, you know, you've got all these sweet fantasy armies, well, teams you can play, and then you've got humans. So I converted them all into uh, Australian Bogans. Um, so there's like a guy with like a KFC um, bucket hat and shit like that. Um, so I realized too this week that there's a, a competition on for one of the local dudes um, 
for painting blood bowl so i'm like oh that's a good excuse to finish this off so smash that out and send that through so we can see how that goes awesome all incredible um, stuff man that's yeah, awesome. amazing they're so good like we'll, they've we'll all got their titties <laughs> we'll put pictures up because like you have to see it to believe it it's it's so bloody cool thanks dudes and tommy did like do his terrain challenge. He like, did like two terrain so challenges. Oh, right? two terrain challenges. <laughs> yeah, right. he's done and two terrain and a robot thing. And I got started by this empire crap too. I started hanging some stuff up for that, but I'll keep that. <laughs> hush, hush I was gonna, I was gonna say you. Um, oh man, I find humans so unesthetically pleasing. Yet I'm gonna do a hundred miniature army of humans. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I've, I've twisted it, mate. Don't you? Worry about I know. I'm looking forward to Content for later. <laughs> Um, and me, I built my four kits. So War Cradle Scenix, oh, um, amazing stuff. Nice little MDF kits. Um, super easy to to put together. Um, they they look fantastic. Um, so they're all put together. Haven't painted them because I just a don't have the paint. B, I'll just wait and, till I can try to um, soak them in contrast. Yeah, well, suck my teeth just really condescendingly. I I tried, but they started to swell. Um, so I thought dumping them in the bucket of contrast was not great. Um, it was also very expensive. Um, <laughs> and then I tried dipping them in Army Painter, and that didn't work either. Um, shocked, just shocked. <laughs> Did you laugh? It really, it really made the yellow and red not look great. Um, so I was a bit upset by that. But, <laughs> but I I've got the first one has passed. Where someone hasn't mentioned that. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, just see, see Pip's Saga group and those boys actually know how to use the dip. So, <laughs> I think right? where you went, Rob, for those who don't, well, I'll let Matt, like, Matt can explain it because it's his thing. After you've thrown around, I don't the really want to. Why don't you explain how you bullied me in it? Oh, just mercilessly. For I didn't, we didn't bully you. We Go provide on. you positive support. We were, you were new to the group. It was all a lie. Spirit. It was all a lie, though. It looked so bad. It kept you going. <laughs> Never shit on a new hobbyist's effort. Like, if they put effort in, who gives a exactly. fuck? Exactly. Well, so if they're following your advice, it's only your fault. Like, if you're like, oh, yeah, try this, and it looks like shit, you're like, well, maybe I should have given them better advice. Like, we've known... How long have we known you at that point, Matt? Like, a couple of months? I can't yeah. remember. Um, Ari's 10 in January, so we've known Matt for probably 10 years, sometime in, like, June next year. Yeah, but how yeah, early play, into our friendship did he show us the picture of the, the immaculately painted yellow and red towel... That, that you he then dipped in army painter for three weeks um, and oh. took out, and it was was not good. Hey, I'll argue that the fire warriors and the crisis suits looked okay. It was, I yeah, definitely it was fucked up the hammerhead. When, yeah. when you dip the hammerhead in the bucket, that was... I didn't dip it. I painted it on and didn't uh, get rid of the excess. Explains the brush strokes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was so grimy, so grimy. It's just a learning experience, right? Learning it's experience. I, I think it's, it's only towel, right? I think it's a funnier visual imagining him dumping it. <laughs> Having a giant bucket of it so he can fit the damn thing. He's like, oh, I've got the manta, one set up for the manta as well. It's like a, it's like an industrial sink. Anyway. Just the bathtub. So those are built. I'm going to order a couple more kits because I think I just want maybe like five. I'm going to get some more like smaller scattery stuff. Um, for just to fill out a board with like five decentish beats because I think looking at most of the stuff, it looks like six editions play with a with a only a small smattering of, of terrain, not so heavily dense. 
In sixth um, edition's defense, uh, that's just I think Warhammer Fantasy. I think um, yeah, eighth was very sparse eighth, as well. Yeah, eighth did have pretty cool expanded um, terrain rules, and I'm not talking about the zany fucking random shit. I mean, like you know, you lost steadfast if you're in a forest. Unless oh yeah, the, uh, but those magic trees, those blood trees that attack yeah, you. Uh, I specifically denoted. I wasn't talking about that dumb shit, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love the Byron gets so excited about the blood trees, and he's like, "No, that fucking shit's dumb." Yeah, everything but that. <laughs> but don't get me wrong, I've, I've loved. I think the blood trees kills Stuart's Manticore once. I had once one douchebag I was playing who wanted to play with stupid uh, magic trees, and he got the stupidity trees, and his vampire failed a stupidity check and fucked off for the rest of the battle and shit. How like, do you oh, do that. Oh, oh, sweet box cars on leadership ten, dickhead. Oh. oh. But yes, yes. Um, where were we? Terrain, Corey, go. <laughs> yeah, no. So, um, so my my terrain's built. It's not painted. That's a fine. I haven't finished it, but I'm not. I wasn't going to rush it just for the sake of trying to get something done because I want it to look nice. So, um, I'll get whenever eventually I can get to a airbrush. Um, because I don't have one. Um, maybe I should look at investing in that. Um, yes. <laughs> doing getting those finished for for a nice table. Um, I've built some more Slayers just because I'm like, fuck, I actually better keep building Slayers because I would like to play that Slayer army at some point in time um, when we're finished. And then the other thing that I've really just been doing is list building, which we'll get into. But that's kind of been my my hobby since last week has been mostly researching Middenland and list building along with just finishing the terrain off and then just starting to put some more Slayers together to get ready for the second round of, of painting them. Nice. That was like a really uh, long-winded way of saying you failed the challenge. That's correct. I, yeah. I 100% admitted that and said I failed the challenge. So, yeah. So, I'd hear it again. That's 106 <laughs> beers now. <laughs> I will point out, though, I'm still 100% for passing Slayer-based challenges. So, that's that's the stat that I'm <laughs> keeping a track of. You're slaying those. I'm 100% fails for anything non-Slayer-based. So, definitely, definitely keep a track of maths there, mate. It's actually 108 beers. Cheaping out the four pack, are you? You said a hundred. You said we were at a hundred before. Over a hundred, mate. Oh fuck me! You weren't giving me. Do you even look at the? Do you even even know how to multiply things by six? God, all I know is that we have listeners in Sweden. That's all I care about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, I I I just I VPN'd in and then just downloaded it. (laughs) Oh, oh, good, because I did the same thing, but I just started going some really different sort of places that would definitely never have heard from us. So we've got a few listeners from the Ivory Coast now. So our little segment on her Junga cider is going to be wasted later then. Great. So, Corey, yes, um, are you putting Middenheim slash Middenland or the Slayers as your sort of primary project? Like, which one is the one you want to look to do first? Uh, considering I have Slayers and I don't have any Empire yet, I would probably say that I'm going to just work on the Slayers and then slowly start. Because at the moment... Um, I mean, I'm probably wasting content here. We're wasting content, DJ. What's sorry, the sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get involved. I'm going to go into more detail later, DJ. But mostly, yeah, well, yes, it's I'm getting the Slayers done because I, I will then have an army that I can play with when we get out of um, lockdown forever whilst lockdown. I chip away at humans, which yep, cool. have significantly more bodies than a whole Slayer army, surprisingly. Shocker. Yeah. Remember, everyone really just needs to get the 1,500 points of shit painted, and then when we click over 2,000, just lords and steam tanks, babies. Lords and steam tanks. 
You don't get that would steam be tanks good one, if man. the that list that you have chosen can take a steam tank. Uh, I think everyone can take a steam tank because it's not actually in the Empire list. But you're a vampire. Yeah. Vampires, right? Oh, I'll, just, like, I'll, I'll put a vampire count there. It's like, boof, there goes my points. <laughs> I want to be real crazy, like... vampire lord. Yeah, yeah, you I'm scared. Do you want to bring a steam tank for a second? Yeah, so we're going to do a steam tank and bring steam tank. Yeah, yeah. My vampire lord. Imagine a steam tank. of like dead people. Oh my god! Imagine on the campaign day if you can take out an enemy player steam tank, you can then like rattle it forward in the next battle. You're wasting content. Let's be honest. We're not going to edit this out, so it's not wasted. No, it's just premature. All right, we'll take a break there, and we'll jump in with Empire, our our Empire Civil War chat after this. next segment, Corey? Well, because we have hobby ADHD, <laughs> um, we decided this week, I suppose, it was a really good idea to just everyone start buying, building, and list uh, developing for an Empire army. And thus, the Empire Civil War idea was born. More so, I think it was born out of the idea that Nick wants to play a very specific army, and this is the time period that it fits in, and so we kind of work around Nick. Um, we're all fucking well, as well. Unifying point. <laughs> um, and and yeah, so this week I think everyone's kind of just been in their own sort of little world, researching their different their own little problems. old world, maybe uh, their own little old world. Um, researching you know provinces and history and and doing a lot of things around their particular um empire army that they they would like to build. Um, and so we thought we'd bring it to bring it to the podcast and talk about this kind of concept. So I guess without any structure to this, throwing this open, just why the hell are we doing this, guys? Why are we doing Nick. an Empire Civil War? Nick wanted to. <laughs> Is that our only justification? Basically. I feel like Nick last week got us razzed up with somehow those tents. 
Do you remember how excited <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. over the tents? And I must admit, like, I got super excited about the tents as well. So I'd already forgotten I bought some tents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're on your way now, man. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm getting those from um, that league. Games Empire? Yeah, Games yeah. Empire. Yeah, got them from there. He's like, oh, shit, I didn't, and I didn't realize you guys had started. I'm going to buy some as well then. So we've all committed to starting an army that will include over 100 something models based on the fact that we found some tents to buy. Um, it was it was I, the sneak into enemy camps the night before. Um, they look like good tents. tents. Yep. And then painting the tents in everyone's... In the colours. Colours, yeah. Yep. That's what got Maybe me. Some few transfers on. I, I wonder if we could like just do a cast of the tents because we'd need a lot of them. Just do a single dimension cast. Like, why don't we just play? Let's just play tents. Like, let's not even play with the models. Let's just let's just let's just have tents on uh, bases and count so as. Like, can yeah, we use the kings of war rule set? I missed that, mate. Can we use the kings of war rule set? Get out of here! Hey guys, why is it that you can only ran in a campsite? Because it's past tense. <laughs> Kick him! Kick him! Wait, do I have the power? No, I don't. Damn it. No. <laughs> he has the power though. Yeah, I'm a shiny golden god, Corey. Oh, fuck you. All right, so we're gonna. So basically, what's occurred is that everyone has got really fucking jazzed up because of some tents and contrast paint. I <laughs> wish I wasn't. Like I wish I wasn't lying, but everyone has gotten really jazzed up because there were tents, and from the tents came the discussion that people could do all kinds of different provinces. And from are they provinces or electors? Not are they provinces? provinces? Yeah. They are provinces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these different provinces. Um, that we could jump into. And so everyone has just gone fucking hog wild with researching all the different provinces, coming up, looking at the law, looking at, man, it'd be really cool to do this. And then we decide we're just going to peg it in these 30 years of the, uh, yep. of, of the old world timeline. Um, and so we've settled on setting our sort of empire civil war concept during the age of the three emperors. Okay. Um, with a very sort of specific, I suppose, focus on, I'm going to get the years wrong now, 2010 to 2040? Yeah, somewhere in that bracket. Hopefully that somewhere yeah. in that bracket. And the reason we settled on that is, again, because Nick wants to be able to use Vlad. Um, and well, the vampire Vlad counts around as a whole. In time. The vampire counts as a whole, because they didn't actually kick off till 2010, like the vampire, yeah. like Sylvania, as Zombie Central. So the rest of us are sort of bowing to Nick. Again. Which is... Um, <laughs> some guiding, guiding lines, which is fine. It's he's fine a benevolent. He's fine. a benevolent dictator. It's fine. It doesn't matter that the fact that we did some historical research today and it's fucking blown everything up. It's fine. Well, yes, yes and no, because they've got all the like the only thing they don't have. Perfectly uh, uh, that's going to deep dive. Uh, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Man, come on. Read the time. <laughs> read the run sheet you that I totally technically start that. So yeah, that was. Your fault. I know. I realized. <laughs> Um, so what we thought we might do before we all start jumping into who we've picked, why we've picked them, um, and running through some basic ideas of our, our first sort of list, and then some ideas that we sort of spitballed tonight that we're going to perhaps bring in for next episode. Um, Matt is our resident empire player. He's been playing empire for as long as I can remember. Um, and he uh, was tasked today, very last minutety. 
um, <laughs> to do a bit of research around and, and give us a bit of a rundown, a bit of a spiel around this concept of the age of the three emperor, emperors, where we're at, what's sort of been happening um, in the lead up to where where we are. So, Matty Boy, take it away. So to start off with, have you boys heard of the time of the two emperors? No, I have not. Why don't you share that information with us? Oh, I will, Byron. Thanks. All right. So basically, a lot of this kicks off. Empire have always been a little shit-fighting, all that sort of thing. But basically what happens, uh, in 1359, um, basically the electors met in Altdorf, Altdorf, and they agreed on a choice for an emperor, uh, which was Count Wilhelm of Stirland. Uh, the majority of one, so just by one vote. But uh, the best countess there is, Countess Ottilia of Telebeckland, was outraged, uh, claimed that the vote was rigged and that he was just a puppet for the uh, Sigmarites, Sigmar cult. And basically, which is kind of correct in a way, they said that the cult of Sigmar was created by a madman who said Sigmar was a god when Sigmar was just a king who was blessed by Ulrich. So that's sort of where they've gone with. Um, so because she didn't didn't accept it, she had the support of the cults of Tal and the cults of Ulrich, um, and she declared herself empress without a vote. And that then kicks off a fight between the two provinces, so Talibekland and Stirland. I believe Stirland has uh, Avaland and a few of the other provinces nearby um, basically invade Talibekland and outnumbered. Um, the Countess is actually able to push them back and destroy them, which kind of uh, solidified her reign and sort of spelled the end for uh, for old Wilhelm. After that, uh, basically, uh, there was 200 years and it was pretty much just those those sort of two rulers. So it was the elected ruler, so the, the emperor like Nuln and Middenheim and, and all that was still voting for an emperor, but then there were the Attilian emperors who were the hereditary successors of uh, Ottilia I in Talapheim. Then it gets to 1547, and the Count of Midland was led to believe that he could be elected emperor when the R. Ulrich agreed to support him after a falling out with the Ottilian emperor. Um, but not everyone agreed and made themselves quite clear. Someone aimed a crossbow at him and said no, but he still went back to Midland and pronounced himself as emperor. So from this point, we have three emperors. That's where it kicks off. Without going into too much of the detail, back and forth, there's shit fights back and forth. Emperors all divided, getting invaded by orcs, screwed up by beastmen. Everyone's all out on their own and getting destroyed. It's not a great time. Uh, and then, yeah, basically, as we get close to the lead up of the vampire counts, which, as we said, was 2010 it started, there were four claimants, uh, sorry, three claimants at that time. Uh, Attilia III, Countess of Talibekland, uh Ludwig, which was the Count of Reichland, and Helmut, Count of Marienburg. Uh, and at this time, the Wolf Emperors and Null Emperors uh, no longer have a claim for the throne, but we're not exactly sure why they stopped uh, their claim. And so that brings us to the start of where we're going to kick off. Where the, the one true emperor really sort of kicks off, you know, just saying. That's right, Attilia the Third. Nah, nah, bruh. Glad <laughs> first of his name, man. Just wanted to be heard. Well, considering that we're doing all this for you, Nick, why don't you kick us off with uh, where you're coming from, who you're coming as, 
uh, and uh, kick us off with your list idea. Okay, well, as anyone that's listened to the podcast, so all of three people in one Swede, um, would know, I've just got a, a shtick for vampire counts. I don't know why, I just think they're cool as shit. Um, so obviously I've went the vampire counts, or, you know, in this sort of scenario, like the, the county of Sylvania. Um, went with them predominantly in 6th edition because of the cool Von Karstein, like, Sylvanian levy list, which gets you lets you have all the... Um, living troops in it, which I think is just so cool, having these living troops marching forward with the undead, just so cool, always sort of be the case um, with the vampires and everything like that. Um, so that's why I've went them. Um, I just love their background. I love that sort of when Vlad came into power, like he wasn't like, yo, I'm a vampire and all that sort of stuff, but he was sort of just um, a better dude than the Von Drax. So, you know, like he, he came in, married Isabella, became the, the leader of Sylvania and everything. And like people were like, this guy isn't so bad. He's not randomly killing people. Taxes have lowered to almost nil. Shorts and daughters are missing, but hey, whatever. I'm not paying money. It's fine. Um, you know, he killed like all the outlaws and bandits and shit. Like there's one bit, this mercenary leader and, um, you know, he's, he's posse of dudes. Like he's called like the, the butcher of Blutdorf or something to that effect, you know, rocks up and he's like, yo man, pay me some money. I'm going to fuck some shit up. And Vlad just murders him and just completely kills like his entire warband single-handedly. And they're all like, well, this dude's pretty cool. Um, so obviously the lead up to that is, and again, I think the bracket of time's kind of good because we love Mordheim. Well, I certainly do. Mordheim sort of kicks off in 1999, 2000. So, you know, we can always sort of harken back to Mordheim, um, if you want to, because the reason there's vampire counts in Mordheim, this is some old school fluff, is Vlad was sending them in to gather all this warp stone because he was planning to, you know, take over, you know, um, the empire and all sort of shit. So we need just these shit tons of warp stone. So, uh, he's just hoarded that for 10 years and then on i think it's is it germindeschnacht or something like that like the night of the dead or something um on in 2010 he just goes boop flicks a switch and just rips up all the all the undead in sylvania up out of the uh the ground and gets going so um yeah doing the old von Karsteins and uh looking forward to it looking forward to the time bracket and making up some characters like i think when we get up to 3k i'll actually get vlad and isabella in there but um, upon a bit of research, I think I'll be having the first vampire in the army will probably be um, Wolf von Karstein, who's mentioned in like a little short story, um, The Battle of Old Forest Road, as being uh, Vlad's brother-in-law, because um, he's like the BSB, and that the BSB, due to the limitations of vampire counts, lists at low point levels, um, you can't have a vampire general until you hit 2,000 points. So he'll just be rocking around as the BSB. One issue, though, as being a fluff stickler, is he's Brad's, Vlad's brother-in-law, which doesn't make sense because there was no male heir to the Von Drac throne, so therefore Isabella didn't have a brother, so how can he be a brother-in-law? But I digress. So yeah, that's the vamp counts, and I'm looking forward to it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, did you want to go through a list? Oh, yeah, sure. Got a little thousand pointer. Um, pretty quick, pretty simple. Um, so we've got Wolf. Um, at a, are we going through uh, Magic Items? Might as well. Who cares? Oh, well, yeah, it's going to be that long until we play each other. We exactly. That's we'll true. It. Um, so obviously I've got Wolf, um, and he's a Thrall. Um, he's the BSB. He's got the Flayed Horbuck, which is a plus, just a flat one-up armor save. And he's got the Sword of Might, just because I had 20 points. So three strength, six attacks, better than a gouge in the eye. Um, I've got a Necromancer with a Power Familiar. 
Um, level two Necromancer, sorry, with a power familiar. The power familiar, I think, just gives you plus one power dice, just flat. Um, got another level two Necromancer with the Black Periapt, which is not quite as good as it was in um, eighth edition, but um, okay. It's 15 points. Allows you to store a, um, a power dice at the end of your magic phase or dispel phase. So you, just, you can just keep a power dice up your sleeve. And they FAQ'd that you can actually hold onto an opponent's power dice in their magic phase if you want to be a real dick. And here's the hot tip, I'm a dick. So that'll be good fun. Yay. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Next up, we've got core. So I've got to have some living troops in here because I've got the BSB to make use of them. So we've got a core of uh, 10 crossbowmen with the Muso. So they can flee and hopefully rally. I can actually use mechanics of the game now. Uh, another 10 crossbowmen with the Muso. Uh, five huntsmen because they're too cool not to take. So they're the scouting archers. Uh, five, five dire wolves, 16 skeletons, uh, one bat swarm, and one spirit host. So probably not a particularly great army to begin with. I just wanted to sort of touch on all the real core von Karstein shtick, if you know what I mean, bats, wolves, all that sort of shit. Um, and I'm really hoping that the two necros will be able to smash out a couple of invocation of Nehex just to get some zombie bunkers up and running. And I think I get... Seven power dice plus whatever I can, you know, pass away in the periapt. So yeah, I have a feeling you have some zombie bunkers, man. Yeah, yeah, I should be able to get them off. Um, so it's interesting because in eighth edition, like you know, you did the raise dead spell, and it would just give you like um a basic, you know, shitty zombies, but you can get one, you get two, whatever. This one you have to get a minimum of five models, otherwise it fails. Wow, really? Yeah, so it's actually, you got to be a bit sneaky about it because, like, zombies come up. So there's three different flavors or levels of invocation of Nehek. So I think, just let me get the book out. There is. While you what do, you do that, to... sorry, what? while you do that, are we still yep. doing the um, be punishment for every time you bring up how it was an eighth? Mm. Jeez, so that's a good memory because I completely forgot all about that. No, we don't need to worry about it because Jordan's not in the chat. <laughs> I don't know if that guy's ever going to get so, you just yeah. want to get out of the beers, mate. So Invocation of Nehek um, is a 3+. So the 3-plus can either restore a wound to any model in the army, um, or it can summon or tack models back on. So you can either summon a new unit. So it's a single spell in 6th edition. Um, so th the 3-up is D6 Skellingtons or D6 plus 1 zombies or 1 wound on a model. So obviously D6 plus 1 zombies mm, is like what you need to roll a 4-up to get a unit. Not great. Um, the no, seven up, oh, yeah. yeah, no, the seven up one is your magic number. So it's two d six skeletons or two d six plus two zombies. So as long as you don't snake eye it, you're getting a unit. Okay, and it's got some decent variation. You get fourteen as long as you don't snake eye, you're good. And obviously on eleven plus, you get three d six plus three or three d six skeletons. Um, and like doing a bit of reading, apparently the thing to do is you buy your skeletons into the list because you upgrade them. You summon your zombies because they come in naked. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's it's kind of cool that it's a single spell as well, and it's got the um the old classic, you know, you can always revert to, so you can always, you know, no matter what you roll, you can always bounce a spell back to um invocation of Nehek, which is good. So you know, you might get two shit spells and go, well, at least I can bounce one back to something useful. But yeah, so that's the list. Um, probably pretty pretty magic heavy at one k. Um, but I think that's very much vampire reliant. You know what I mean? Got to get them skeletons and zombies and shit up. But just like 
when we get to, well, not that we'll get to 3K, but Vlad, oh, he's so fucking cool. Like, he gets all the Bloodline powers um, from both the Vampire Counts book and the Storm of Chaos book, and there's so much funky, cool shit. You can, like, um, summon, like, just units of wolves and bats and shit from the table edge because he's calling more into the battle and stuff like that. So fucking cool. That's pretty rad. Doesn't sound very empire I think we'll kick it out. <laughs> hey man, I got we'll... crossbowmen. I got crossbowmen. I don't I think we'll one. allow it. Yeah, you'll have one unit of crossbowmen at three. Uh, I've already got two units of crossbowmen at you one. Have two units of crossbowmen. At three you think I'm painting something up and then not using it in the next army level up? You are very <laughs> wrong. <laughs> the one K really sets the rest of the army up. <laughs> sure does. Yeah, and I found a decent approximation because um, I want to get blood knights in at fifteen hundred or 2,000, just attached, like, I'm not going full deep, but um, the Volans Venators, which are a um, regiment of renown, they're um, human, easy. They're all strength four, and he's strength and toughness four with two wounds. So I think that's a pretty good approximation of some Blood Knights. I can kind of get into the list as the uh, Drakonov Templars. Otherwise, it's just Black Knights, and they don't really suit. That's pretty close, man. Yeah, so that's what I'll be going with. But um, yeah, that's uh, Von Karstein's The Vampire Counts, and what I'm super looking forward to getting out and done. Love it. Beautiful. Well, I suppose then it's only fair that uh, unless anybody had any questions for Nick or wanted to rip his list apart... Um, rip it, baby. Rip it! Rip it! I think it'd only be fair to hand it over to our resident uh, Empire guy and Matt to, kick, to go the next. Oh, yeah. Sure. Give me one second. My battle scribe needs to be uploaded. Fucking battle scribe. Pen and paper, mate. Pen and yeah, paper. Uh, you need to make a Dropbox account. You need to drop the files in there. You need to link it to your battle scribe account. You need to export. Need to import. Mate, I've actually killed my battle scribe by trying that. I oh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> I remember you having <laughs> some trouble. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm literally just loving doing pen and paper, to be honest. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I go yeah. to open Battlescribe and even like all my old army lists, you know, like for like different games and stuff, uh, they're stuck. Can't even access them because it tries oh, to load. <laughs> it tries to load the actual the repository, and it fails. So when we catch up finally in person, I'll have a yeah. look. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Yeah. So as uh, alluded to before, I'm playing as Talibekland. Started off as just I love the the colors that. Primary color, red and yellow. Colors, or did you see that video? Okay, I saw this video that <laughs> happened to have colors that I don't dislike. But, uh, um, and then with the with the blue feathers on top, uh, all three primary oh, colors. I love up, it. Up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one K. We'll start off. Uh, I've got Gregor Waltz as my general captain. He's a uh, pretty standard. He's just gonna rock some full plate armor. Uh, the Enchanted Shield, and a Sword of Battle. So, 2 plus armor and strength 5 attacks is what it is. Uh, he is going to be joined by Claude Beckberg, another captain, as the Battle Standard Bearer, who's uh, going to be rocking the Armor of Meteoric Iron and the Sword of Battle. What does so, the uh, Sword of Battle again do? Sorry. Sword of Battle, I believe, is an extra attack. So he'll have uh, four attacks. Meteoric Iron only costs 25 points. It's a steal. It is so oh. good for what it does. It is no, such a steal. I'm lying. I've uh, made a small mistake, and I have five points in my list. Whoops. Thanks, uh, Nick. Is it 25 or 30? 
I'm confused. Uh, so, sorry, I've mixed them up. So the bloke who's got the armor of Meteoric Iron has Sword of Might. So same, same, as the, uh, same as Wolf. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes, that's it. Oops. Uh, yeah, so those, those are the two swapped around. Um, so, yeah. Captain has a Sword of Battle. Um, we've then got the core. So we're running two core. We've got uh, ten handgunners. They have a detachment of five crossbowmen. We then have 20 swordsmen uh, with full command, and they are rocking two detachments of 10 halberdiers. Then we have uh, special. We have 17 great swords who are running two detachments of 10 swordsmen. Do you want to maybe just touch on how detachments work for you know the peasants not in the know? Uh, let me get the, the rules up. But basically, what they work, how they work is. It's like their army, the army special rule for Empire, is that units are separated into parent and detachment units, and some can be both. So generally what you do is you, you have a parent unit, and you'll have up to two detachments. They can only be up to half the number of the main parent unit, and they can not have any upgrades, so you can't give them their own musician or their own champion or like shields or anything like that. They're just stock standard base as they come. Uh, what they can do, though, the shooting ones are allowed to declare a stand and shoot um, if the parent unit is charged, which is quite nice, and they don't suffer the negative one to shoot because they're not getting charged. So that's handy. Uh, well, the melee ones are able to declare a counter charge once their parent unit is charged. Generally, because you keep them so close together, they're going to be able to get in on the flanks and uh, if you have enough of them, which is, I believe, is a minimum five, disrupt the enemy's rank bonus. So they sort of fight together to wear down the enemy. Um, and then the other next uh, fun thing about them is that if they're destroyed, they don't cause panic. So you've got the choice. You can pick off the detachments so they can't support the main unit, but they don't cause a panic. Or you go for the main unit, and then they've got support. That is very cool. I didn't know that. I was kind of curious on those rules. I sort of avoided them, but that's very interesting. <laughs> Just like all the rules. Yeah. <laughs> so, like with the charge, like you said, like like with the counter charge, what like after after your parent unit has been charged, these so when, yeah, just like like out of sequence charge. In yeah, the it's, opponent's it's, phase, it's like it's in, in, in the opponent's like phase. That's right, man. Yeah, cool. That's so, cool. You, the enemy moves their unit to touch the parent unit, and then as soon as that's done, before anything else, you then declare your counter charge. Surprise, motherfucker! Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> So yeah, I'm leaning very heavily into that at the 1,000 points and um, getting the bulk of my models all painted up. So then as I, I go higher, I'm adding in some knights, I'm adding in some pistoliers. Um, I'm not really adding too many more models, like an extra hero and stuff. So yeah, that's it. Sick. All right. Is there any... Um... Any fluff or anything else that you're bringing into the army or bringing to that's going to be seen in the list? So it's, you're going to see it more on the 2K list, but what I plan to do with this one is have it as Ottilia's um, personal guard. So they're going to be elite troops taken from um, Talapine, which is the capital city, as well as the wall guard. So I'm going to go for more of a theme where I'm not going to bring any free company. I'm not going to bring any archers. I'm going to bring those sort of more professional troops that you'd see guarding the garrison, that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, I'm actually going to get Ottilia out. I've actually read that the first Ottilia would fight with her knights on horseback. 
So I'm considering doing Ottilia the Third the same way. Which is really cool. Like it's a really uh, a really cool idea. Like just her fighting on um, horseback as part of her list, part part of her list, part of her army. <laughs> That's it. And then um, there's that emperor list at the back of the the empire book. So I was considering running that just so I can get a, another unit of great swords in at high point levels. Love it. All right. Um, yeah, pump it to Jermaine. Okay, so I'm doing Osland. Um, one of the reasons I chose these guys is because I like the color scheme. Um, I did a while ago spend a while just looking at the different um, Empire provinces, and the color scheme stood out to me, the, the red, black, uh, and the white. Um, and also, I stumbled on a picture of one of the Black Guard, which is their sort of elite swordsman um, and that pretty much sold me um, on that province and I've been doing research uh, ever since then so taking notes for the first time since uni which has been interesting um, and actually even when I was in uni I wasn't this invested in it so <laughs> um, <laughs> how things might have changed if I was but yeah uh, so Osland um, some There's of the so some background of the... to dig into, you know what I mean? Like between the um there is... the role playing books and stuff as well, there's such a wealth of background in those. Yeah, there is. There is the, there's so many things that I delved into. But with these guys, a lot of their stuff isn't until sort of post twenty five hundred. So um the in the era that we're playing in, there's actually not a lot written about them. So research that I have done, I was talking to Nick earlier, and I feel like I'm, the fluff that I'm going to have for these guys is kind of going to be the other way around. So I know where they end up um, and I'm going to, I guess, be filling in the blanks for them to get there. So that's going to be interesting. So I haven't haven't worked out fluff-wise yet exactly what I'm doing. Um, I do have a, have a rough thousand-point list put together with the help of Matt. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll go through the list. So with Oslin, one of the things with these guys is they are dirt poor, <laughs> much like many of the provinces, <laughs> but like dirt poor. There's even a saying with these guys that they make stone soup, um, and these guys are so thrifty and cheap that they would only use one rock to make stone soup and not two. Like that's how stingy these guys are. So gives you an idea on what Oslin people like. And they're also um, super stubborn. Makes sense because their their emblem is a bull. So, um, but also they're really hardy people because they're on the north side of things, constantly getting raided by chaos, beastmen, um, orcs, goblins. Like they're just constantly under attack. So, because I read that, I thought with that cool detachment rule um, would play into my list. So I've got two 20-man units of halberdiers uh, with a musician and a standard bearer. And each one has a detachment of three companies uh, of 10 and each. Um, and what I was going to do with those guys is um, forge make a really awesome kit called uh, Folk People Rebel, I think. Um, Instead of free companies, I'm going to actually represent them as just normal villagers um, helping out these halberdiers. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, and then after that, I've got a 10 man unit of hand gunners uh, with a marksman that has a long rifle. Um, the other thing with these guys is because they are so stingy, they don't do a lot in terms of black powder stuff. Um, because they, they can't get a hold of it is because they don't want to, in what I read, they don't want to get rid of perfectly fine swords um, and help it is. So that's how tight these guys are. Um, I'm going to have a 10-man unit of great swords In 1K, I don't know whether I'm going to do them up as Black Guard just yet. Um, maybe, maybe not. Uh, those guys will have um, two detachments of five archers. Uh, and then I've got some archers that have um, upgraded to Huntsman uh, with a Marksman. There's 10 of those guys. I've done that because Oslin also is very, very close to um, a lot of forest area, which there is a name for that forest that I'm blanking out at the moment. This forest Drakwald? is kind of... Amen? Drakwald? Uh, it's just called the Forest of Shadow. So... Um, Spooky. People actually go in there. They actually say that the forest is actually trying to keep them in there. Like, they swear that you know the way out, but it keeps changing. So they reckon the forest is kind of alive, which a lot of beastmen hang out there and stuff. Hell yeah. So so I was going to do these archers as huntsmen. Um, yeah, guys that um, went to the Shadow Woods quite a bit, so I'm going to theme those guys up. Uh, and then I've just got a, a very generic kind of captain uh, with a great weapon and light armor. Uh, and with the help of Matt, um, up a theme for this uh, because these guys up in the north like the provinces around there they actually worship sigma um, as opposed to ulric which is a bit different so i'm gonna have a warrior priest uh, with the armor of meteoric iron two-handed hammer and just because i had points left over i've given him a talisman of protection as well uh, and that Good brings job. me to 999 points that upsets me. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I wanted the 1,000 on the nose, but 999 uh, is what I came up with. You don't get much closer, man. <laughs> so pretty excited with this one. All up, that's 92 models. <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the painting challenge this is going to present me um, <laughs> in terms of being able to paint all these models. But yeah, de definitely looking forward to especially after doing something as dark as chaos. Um, seeing something as different as this um, is, is really attractive to me. So what, once you to be able to use the same dark bases to really pop the line of colours. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm planning to do to upset fucking everybody. So, everybody. <laughs> um, Justin French. Oh, I like yeah, you've gonna... done the uh, you've done the research. You've identified a theme and you you've kind of built a list to to match that. And bases to spite. Yep. Um, and I even bought a pair of shoes. Is in Austin colors right. as well. That's how that's how dedicated I am to this. So Love I needed it. another that's excuse. My, I needed another excuse to buy my forty second of sneakers. So and you told your wife that was why you were buying them, right? <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> lucky, lucky, she definitely doesn't listen to the podcast. So no, <laughs> you're safe. Not. I hope not. Jesus Mate, Christ, she, I, not. I don't think she, she rags on you for listening to it. <laughs> I don't think she would, but um, yeah, yeah, that's my that's my list, and um, 
like yes. I said, because a lot of their stuff doesn't happen till later, I'm going to have to fill in the blanks, which will be kind of fun. Ah, but I mean, like, man. you can write that. You can write that narrative with your battle results. I mean, if you lose every exactly. time, it's going to be a really sad narrative. Sounds, but... sounds like <laughs> would be accurate because they're poor. No, I like it. I think, and like, as a person who is a massive fluff bunny, being able to sort of backfill, there's so much cool shit you can do with backfilling. And I think that's a bit of a joy of some of the older um, G-Dub settings because, like, everything now is explained to the nth degree. Whereas, you know, 6th edition Warhammer, there are so many big, fat blanks. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know what was going on. So you've got that scope to have shit that could actually happen without it being overridden by canon lore, if that makes sense. No, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Like, I know sort of the the families and stuff that are involved. Um, around the, the 2,500 mark. So, um, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll come up with that stuff. Real long-term planning. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Any, many, one, let's go to Canadian. All right. <clears throat> so, originally, I was just going to stick with the Beastman. I was fine with that. And then we started talking about this whole Empire concept. Oh, the tents. And the tents. Yeah. tents, yeah, and the tents. The tents were pretty fucking sick. To we'll be post honest, post oh, these tents. Also, you didn't want to have to learn a set of rules for an army different from what everyone else is using. again. <laughs> so uh, from from last week, where I've had no interest in it, well, the, the start of last week uh, to this week, I've got three pending orders of <laughs> different <laughs> models. So I've got one from Combat Company. I've got. Some stuff from eBay coming in. I've ordered off Amazon. So I've kind of got uh, hip deep into this pretty, pretty fast. So I've also got a book coming too, um, the Empire book, but I'm 25 bucks. So cool one. I think coming within a week. So I've really kind of dove head first into this stuff. It's been pretty cool. The six yeah, so nice. yeah, the yeah. whole concept was just like the whole Civil War and like all of us pitting against each other and like the, like just all the politics and the cool stuff behind it. It's been really, really neat. So the uh, the faction I chose is Marienburg, yeah. which is basically like the trade capital of the empire. So like the merchant state there, like everything goes through here, like the, the, the richest state. So the exact opposite of uh, the dirt poor Jermaine fucking rock soup dude. <laughs> like, man, we're, we're, we're eating like all the good shit there. Nothing but fucking caviar and avocado every fucking second. <laughs> it is sick. <laughs> So uh, I've just got some notes here, and I was kind of like listening to some of the history. So, um, I, I honestly, I'm a Beastman player. I've never looked at the Empire. I didn't really bother with the lore and stuff there. So I'm kind of diving in here, and I've got a couple of notes, and I'll just kind of play off you guys here. And let me know what you guys think about this stuff. But uh, like the city itself, um, whereas it's from a fetid swamp, typifies the wasteland. So it's sort of a marsh, like a marshy kind of wetland area around um, the trade center. So I'm going to do a theme around that, have like a swampy kind of wetland kind of basing, so it's been kind of cool. And it's kind of in between the Drag Vault Forest, where the Beastmen fucking rock out all day, yeah. And uh, the Immense Pale Sisters, which I think are like a mountain range, which is kind of cool. So, uh, just go through a bit of history here. The Rise of the Merchants. So, originally, it was run by noble families. Uh, like, used to, like, and they used to help out there and try and, like, chip in there, do the common work. But eventually, like, the Imperial Fashions took over, and they're like, yeah, no, fuck that. We can't, you know, silly ourselves with, like, you know, fucking peasants. It's ridiculous, eh? And that actually backfired on them because the, uh, the merchants and the middle class became so wealthy with all the trade routes and um, manipulating the economy, they actually started to rise and overtake the actual, you know, the nobility. 
and they became so powerful that they had no uh, they had no choice but to actually start letting these merchant councils and merchant houses into the actual politics, like into the uh, the political sphere, and start making decisions themselves. So they kind of became their own nobility, which is pretty cool. Huh. And then uh, kind of getting into this three emperors timeline, so I started petering towards that. Now here's where it gets a little bit confusing for me. Maybe you guys can help out with your better history. So uh, in the Dark Ages, during the time of the Three Emperors, it was in 1979, the Grand Theologist refused to acknowledge the election of the infant Countess Margrethe of Marienburg. And this ended the line of elected emperors. So this refusal was ignored by the Countess Margrethe, and she fucked off to Nome to form her own dynasty of climates there. So trying to figure out exactly who was ruling during the Three Emperors, it sounds like we kind of had this Margarita girl, and then she buggered off and moved off to Nome for some reason. And then at some point, you get um, Helmut, the Count of Marienburg, and he's later succeeded by the son of Helmar, which are ruling kind of during that time. So just trying to figure out, would it be this Margarita? Would it be Helmut? That kind of play of power that's going on there, do you guys know? You could be either, as like because your army's predominantly mercenaries. You could be like a company of you know hardcore motherfuckers that she took with her to Nome, but you're still nominally Marienburgers. Or you could be backing up the new claimant in Marienburg. Yeah, okay, All right, that makes some sense there. So uh, the cool thing with Marienburg is that like they don't have like the nobility. Like they got rid of that. They don't have electric counts or anything there. So all of my stuff, when you look at the kind of army list they have in the back of the book, is that I can't have a grandmaster. I can't have any knights. My lord's uh, must be a wizard lord or a Burgenmeister, Burgenmeister, or a mercenary general is uh, in place of elector count and stuff like that. And I have to rename a couple of things going on there as well. So it's pretty interesting. And essentially, my army's based off of like just cell swords, more or less. So they like really unique models. I'm going to have like the best of the best gear, just buying stuff. It's going to be fucking sick. And um, one of the special rules is that even though my uh, great swords move into rare. I get to take uh, the regiments of renown into uh, as part of my special units, which are pretty cool. Flash so, dogs of war. yeah, yeah, flash dogs of war. So, I must have at least one unit of infantry. Uh, detachments don't count. And if I have one of those, I can take a regiment of renown and you know, in as well with that. So, every core, I can have a dog of war as well. And that's which a pretty cool list there. Yeah. Yeah, pikemen. There's um yeah, there's the dogs of war this is awesome. Yeah, very very neat. Like you can take those um what are they? I sent you the link to them on um, the oh shit, the skirmisher dudes, the uh oh fuck. They're like the basic dude of um Vesperos Vent Duelists. They are like perfect yes. pirates. Yeah, yeah. So you get like a very nautical theme. So the whole army's got a very nautical theme going on there. And then like going along with this whole kind of sea trade thing is the uh, cult of Manan. Which is like this kind of Cthulhu style god that uh, they all pray towards, and that gives them, you know, power over the sea, and you know, makes the voyages very, uh, you know, go well and stuff. There, so they're kind of more driven towards these kind of sea god than they are towards Sigmar, for a lot of the cult, anyways. And that cult's kind of infiltrating its way through all the politics and through all the the merchant houses. So in the in the army itself, I'm gonna have um, I'm gonna have different units. We'll have like different guys inside of there with a few more like fish motifs and like some cult of an Anne priests as well. And I'm going to have a bit more of that, you know, just sort of nautical Cthulhu-esque stuff kind of seeping its way in there with some of the colors as well. So that's the kind of plat. Anyways, we'll see how we go. Cool little dark undertone you can get running in there. Yeah. Yeah, I got um, some of the Gargan kits, and one of them is very um, 
very sea themed. So he's got like a whole lot of tentacles and stuff hanging off his belt and some old kind of rowboats and different seashells and stuff. So I'll be using that as part of the basing and stuff too. That'd be very cool. Ah, sweet. All right. Uh, I go to the list. So I've got the captain. Uh, the captain, the model I'm going to use for that is Leopold the Black. Who uh, model there? So he's so, like a mercenary kind of dude. Oh, good. It's a four-door model. Amazing. Look him up if yeah, you don't know who he is. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to use him exactly when he's the model. Eh? But basically, the idea of my captain is that he's wealthy as fuck. And he's not going to set his fucking cool-ass boots into this marsh. No, fuck that. He's going to sit himself on a war horse. He's going to walk around. He's going to shout orders. Probably not get into combat if he can help it. He's just sort of there, really, because he's getting paid a lot of money, and he just wants to see another day. So he doesn't really give a kid fuck if he wins or not there. He just wants to make sure that he survives. So his men are kind of expendable, and his men probably think the same thing about him. So everybody's kind of out for themselves, which is a bit of fun as well. So the captain is going to be uh, on a full plate. He's going to have a shield, a war horse that brings him up to a 2+, plus, and he's going to have a sword of might, which gives him a plus one strength for, you know, strength five attacks. So if he does get into combat there, I mean, like, he might kick some ass, why not? I'm going to have a, a warrior priest of Manan, which I might theme to be uh, like Jason Momoa, because I just think of Aquaman. My man! <laughs> the warrior priest of Manan! So uh, he's going to have a, <laughs> a second warhammer, because why the fuck wouldn't you have more than one warhammer? That's cool. And uh, the criminally undercosted meteoric iron armor, which gives you an automatic one plus for 30 points. That is so good. That is just one of the best I've ever seen. So thanks for that, Matt. Uh, the core is going to be uh, some swordsmen, cell swords, like literally cell swords. So you have 19 of those guys, and the priest of Mumman is going to be inside there. I'm going to have uh, 10 handgunners with a full command and a Lachlan uh, Hawkland long rifle, because of course they can afford to buy one of those things. It's pretty cool. Should just be able to take full squads of Hawkland long rifles. <laughs> yeah, well, I did pick up, um, uh, I don't know, you know, one of those buy sell cherry things. Uh, one of those Forge World handgunner kits. Oh, the Nuln Ironsides? Is that what they are? The Ironsides, I think they were, yeah. Yeah, Nuln Ironsides. They're cool as. Yeah, very cool model. So I'll probably use those. I have an actual kit from Kevin. I'm not sure which one I'll use, depending which kits are first. But uh, if not, I'll convert one of those up to be one of the Dogs of War, which owns. There's ones where um, some sharpshooters, which would be really cool for that. But there's also another kit I want to use. There's where, a Marksman um, Mural Anjo, which got crossbows. They're cool. That's the one there where they have the little shields in front there, the palisades. Oh no, they're Brigantes besiegers, which are fucking so cool. They're in heavy armor with the PV shields. Very, very cool. So I won't have those on this list, but that'll be coming next list. It'll be very cool. Uh, so to round it off here, the special. So the general is going to be sitting in with nine, uh, with nine pistoliers. So a big block of ten pistoliers kind of running around. He's going to join those. They'll lose the fast cav rule, but they'll still be able to go like move eight, shoot some dudes, fuck around. The idea is to get behind enemy lines, take over. You don't, lose, units. you don't lose the fast cav rule. You don't? I thought you said it. No, no, he just can't 360 no scope. That's pretty much the only limitation to putting a non fast cav character into fast cav. Isn't that the fast cav rule? Uh, no, that's... only he can't do it. The rest of them still can. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Was Owen Wilson just in here? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, no, I be, I could be wrong. There'll be there'll be some, you know, grognard that's like, well, actually. Um, but yeah, as far as I could read through the FAQs and stuff, that yeah, it's just like you still get to do all the fast cav shit. He just doesn't, you know, 360 no scope everyone like the fast cav. Okay, interesting. That's, right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that'll help a lot. So the idea is get behind enemy lines, charge them behind, uh, take out artillery, stuff like that, just sort of dick around. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, 
I'm not sure if a block of 10 of these things is going to be good. I bought two boxes, so I'm going to use them. So I'll <laughs> see how it goes. Uh, but it, it, I think it's going to be very thematic with him just running around there on top and leaving the rest of his men to die as he fucks around in the back end. Very uh, mercenary of him. Yep. Uh, and like, yeah, down. he can fuck off if it all turns pear-shaped. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm out. <laughs> not to get too muddy if, if he can help it. <laughs> Uh, so to round it off will be a great cannon. Um, if we can take that, there'll be some rules discussions about that later on, but I just want to have a cannon. <laughs> I feel like as Marienburg, I, I can afford whatever I want, so I just pick it up random cool units. And then the Marienburg list, the great swords, more, uh, the great swords move to rare. So I'm taking a unit of 15 of those. Uh, their cost goes down to 10 for these ones in the list, but I lose stubborn. Still cool. Still cool. And I'm taking a war, a, a war banner as well to give plus one to the, Combat resolution, so just get a bit more staying power. But uh, losing stubborn, uh, that's a good rule. Just but make sure you win your combats, bro. Just win the combat. Don't yeah. worry about it. Don't well, I mean, I'll just have you know the pistoliers show up behind there, and just double tap. And honestly, like 20 horsemen of models will break ranks. Yes, I really hope. Sure, pretty sure if you flank a unit as well with a with a unit of at least five. Unit strength. If you flank them while they're engaged on the front, they have to take a fear check because they're getting flanked. It's fucking. You didn't mention this. You told me this unit sucked ass. Now you're telling me all this cool stuff it can do. What the hell? No, it's it's probably as bad. This is very five five pistoliers. Three horses will still cause it because their unit strength six. Yeah, when they when they charge in too, they get to use uh, the the two pistols as two end weapons, so they get double the attacks of the first charge, which I think is pretty sick as well. That's cool as shit. Those pistol attacks, what are they? Are they they're strength four? Are they armor piercing? They sure are. Oh, yeah. Great. So that all comes to you 995. We've got five points left over. I'm going to see what I can do with that. There's no five point magic item, is there, in this one? Sadly not. No. Oh, There's no banner of eternal flame. <laughs> the closest you can get is like if you can get an awkward 15 point like uh, protection amulet in somewhere. There's a lot other bits around. Yeah. It's like. That's is there not a is there not a musician you can buy on a unit? Yeah, I'm giving full command to everything because I think oh, like, shit. <laughs> so I'll find something. I'll find something. But uh, the other part of this list is that uh, it's going to compete against my my beastman that I'm working on as well. So we're working on both of them tangentially. So I'm going to have the same basing across there. And uh, well, I was painting my basement, and I got like uh, all the armor and stuff there, and all the weapons. I'm just sort of painting them kind of nicely. I was going to go back and rust them up. But now after like getting into this Empire Civil War. I reckon these guys fight all the time there. They just pick up all the brand new weapons of the guys they kill. So oh, they wouldn't have the rest of the weapons. And uh, the uh, two-handed, uh, oh, the Bestigors. The Bestigors, I'm going to actually paint them up yeah, wearing all of the uh, Marienburg colors and like just tired together flags. They just like keep stealing more and more shit from all the cell swords that they kill. Fuck and yeah. they start like pretending, like mocking them, which I think is pretty cool. And I think Beastman just generally hates like fucking Marienburg to start with. Like they just be sitting there in the fucking Drakvold Forest, looking over all these ships going by. And like, I think ships would really piss off Beastman because they know that humans know that Beastman can't swim with shit. You can't swim with fucking hooves. You can't swim with shit. So the fact that these ships are fucking around, just mocking them day and night, going back and forth. Look what we could do. Look what we could do. You can't do that. I think yeah. that just piss them right off. So they'd be fighting constantly. You, I think you know horses can swim, right? Don't don't bring well. don't bring logic into this. Horses have hooves. Just horses don't swim well. Hey, oh, they swim pretty good. Like someone's got all the horses. <laughs> <laughs> you try, uh, you someone's swimming. on the wrong side of the river. 
<laughs> you try swimming with shoes on and see how far you go with that. That'd be pretty close to that. Put some boots on, go swimming. There you go. I, I'm concerned that um, Byron might have the most well well thought out fluff yeah. between two factions. Byron, Look, you I, know, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't expecting him to go into that deep of a dive. I thought we were just giving great. him a bit of a general. That's a solidly deep dive. And, uh, he went there. Um, yeah, I, guess, uh, I got into a rabbit hole, man. I got uh, really interested in this Mary Boat thing and like right to the politics of it also. It, it sounds like you're actually cool. really enjoying it, man. Yeah, well, I've bought so much of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right into it. I like this. Uh, oh, shit's always... A great impetus to get involved. Yeah, and yeah. the whole tree is going to be good. Alrighty, too. um, shall we jump to Tommy? Okay. Um, yeah. So I picked Hockland, um, which there's a few reasons why I like them. One of them was the color scheme. It's a Freddy Krueger color scheme, so that was definitely very appealing. Clearly, um, you're basing everything off um, Jason versus Freddy. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to sneak a Freddy Krueger model in there. Fuck the yeah, only you better believe it, man. No, be somewhere it. in the unit. Um, <laughs> no, so what kind of attracted me to them, um, the people of the area are kind of described as, like, quite nice and welcoming. And I thought it was, like, a really cool kind of twist from, you know how you normally in, like, there's always something that's kind of off about, like, a certain area or something. And I kind of thought it was, like, a refreshing change that everyone's just yeah, kind of nice always- and welcoming. They hey. don't like outsiders or, you know, they fuck yeah. their sisters. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice little change. Um, I also like the fact that they're kind of um, skirmishy and druidic kind of. Um, I've kind of always liked the idea of doing like an elfish kind of army, but I don't like elf. So it kind of let me do that, I guess. Um. Yeah, so that's, I guess, the the main things that drew me to it. Um, When I was looking at the lore, I liked that um, they were kind of, like, based in the middle of everything, and, like, their border was on a lot of other provinces, and a lot of other provinces used them um, to get about, like, they traveled through it, and I thought that was a good way to design my fluff around that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess, like, with mine, I've kind of taken it in a direction where they don't really want to get too involved with the civil civil war because they're kind of recovering from beasting coming through and absolutely fucking them up um and killing their former count uh Mikhail. um so they're still kind of healing from that so they're, they're concerned about the civil war kind of bleeding into their province and destroying their land further um but at the same time they don't want to piss people off because they they want to be their friends friends um that said they do kind of um worship kind of more than nature gods um there's a bit of worship of everything but they kind of focus more towards that and there's some shrines in Talabakalan. um so they've kind of got a little bit more favor there i guess mm-hmm. so um the way that i've taken my my design of my list is that they're kind of got secret military mission where they're deploying the army to the edges of the border and just kill on site orders for everybody, but they're using the um, animals of the woods and the beasts within the woods so that they can kind of be the scapegoat and they're not getting the blame for it. Sort of herding them forwards or could they even... I'm just, I'm just off the top of my head, like, you could almost be, like, luring beastmen into, like, confrontations with encroaching armies. Like, you know, your skirmishes go out 
you know, whip their dicks out, go suck this beastman, and sort of run into the enemy encampment, like or the you know, that, yeah, encampment. yeah, all kind of tactics like that, and um, yeah, it's obviously skirmishing tactics and things. So I'm going to model them up like heavily wooded uh, in woodlands and stuff, and um, I've got a giant which is sick. Um, because I saw you could take a giant and the rules look really fun. So I'm like, let's whack that in there. Um, so my list has changed a bit, but um, it's pretty much three engineers with rifles, three mortars, and five units of handgunners with rifles. What's pew pew? Nah, nah. <laughs> it's, not <laughs> it's not that. Um, so I've just got like a um, captain, and he's got the dragon bow. Something like that. It's called. I, I don't know. It was just like a long shot weapon. Does so it like does that, does that fuck up monsters? I'm not sure, man. I think it it was like 36 inch rage, like strength six, like something like that. Um, I just thought it was kind of fluffy to the skirmishing and hiding in the woods, kind of like picking people off. Definitely. Um, so I grabbed that. Um, I took uh, a little wizard um, who's using Law of the Beasts, uh, level one at the moment. Um, not a very good law, but super floppy for, like, rousing the the, the creatures of the woods. Um, I've got a unit of gunners with the Hawkland rifle, just because I kind of have to. Um, I've got a unit of 18 spearmen for the heroes to both go in. Um, and they've got, like, the full command. I accept the, accept the leader, but I have the leader um and then on that i've got a detachment i'm running like just the free companies sort of there like two lots of eight of those but i was thinking of modeling them up as like beasts of the wood um and using them as attachment of like them kind of start bringing in like animals and things that kind of works for the cloth that's pretty cool um i've got like five huntsmen um which i've got they're doing heaps of printing <laughs> Which I fucking hate printing, but um, I got like some little like feral halflings for the uh, huntsman. That's cool. And um, yeah, the giant. And yeah, I'm just trying to kind of flush it out. I've got pistol pistol heroes, two units of those. And yeah, I'm just trying to fiddle around with it and make it so it's not like a, a hot turd sandwich, but it's still alright. Mm-hmm. Like it works my fluff. So not fluff, yeah. but also. Um... You know, cool shit as well. Of ability. Yeah, to I want it fluffy, but I, but I don't want it to be like boring Crap. to play where it's a whitewash or like NPE where it's not fun to play against. So just trying to get that balance right. Didn't you have some kind of like um, like hounds as well? I thought you had some models there. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be my fist zero. So they're they're pretty oh, sweet. They're like um, they're kind of like greyhounds. They look like so kind of like hunting dogs, and they've got like dudes mounted on them with pistols. That's very good. Like, like large greyhounds, not regular size, like mutants. No, no, they're, they're like kind of like just like a uh, small horse size, I guess. They're going to fuck some shit up. That sounds yeah, so they, should be, like they should be pretty cool. Um, but no, I'm liking the list. I'm liking the fluff. I've been kind of deep diving into it as well, like the rest of you, and uh, getting jazzed up and excited about it. But I kind of had like a way that I was going to go with it. And then it turned out that that was going to be a bit gross to play against. So I'm trying to remake the list. So I'm kind of a little bit, I guess, disenchanted with it at the moment because I'm trying to redevelop all my fluff. 
and my list. That makes sense. I think it's just the dual mortars at a thousand. If you get rid of that, I think you're fine, man. No, I just had one mortar. I never had two. Oh, then you're fine. I can't see an issue. But it no, it sounds like it sounds like it's pretty gross. So I think you're fine then. Your list was cool. I like it. Oh. Seeing a um a, a giant rocking around at one k, I'm like, oh fuck, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very good. Like I looked at the rules and it's like, have you checked out the rules for it? Of course. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've got some very random. Um, I yeah. think when he he swings big and hits, he's going to be savage. But you're going to get some like he's going to fail a panic check, or you know, he's just going to yeah. be fucking wiped or something shit like that. Yeah, I just like the rules look fun. That's that's why I grabbed him. Definitely, and I thought it would like kind of set the set the army apart from other empire lists, so it's not all copy paste. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think the cool thing about Dogs of War as well. Yeah, the rules are set. Sling a fucking giant and have fun. Mm. I think that's been the like got two to go because I don't think DJ you've got a list yet, um, unless you do. Um, but we've heard what five five art lists so far, and there's a lot of difference, which is good thus far, um, because you know if we're thinking the majority of us are taking just from Empire book um, to have a lot of difference amongst it and people actually leaning into their fluff and stuff, I think is a really positive thing. Um, and like Tommy says, it just sets things apart a little bit. So it'll be cool, like standing across the table and seeing a fucking giant and these these uh, horse-sized wolves um, coming at me and stuff like that. Definitely, I think um, by all like everyone sort of sticking to empire-ish sort of stuff as well, it can really open up the breadth of shit available. You're not relying on sort of you know, the fact that you're lizard men or something to differentiate you, you're putting other shit into your army to differentiate you against other humans, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, Chris. I ended up uh, selecting Nuln as my province. Um, clicking through the Empire book, it sort of you know, landed on a page with some... Um, a big cannon with some guys running around. So it's like, you know, this is, it captures the media. I mean, the whole fucking empire captures the empire, but uh, captures like the whole medieval feel about it all. But I think, you know, having artillery pieces just bombarding a battle line while they're fucking charging towards your own guys and they're just holding the lines. And, you know, just, it just, the feel I think for me is probably, what I'd, you know, like I said, like what I'd, what I'd imagine. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of what pulled me towards now. Now, sitting through this segment, I need to get my fucking fluff up to scratch because I'm so fucking behind you guys, bastards. Yes, people have whipped the dicks out on the fluff front, which has been pretty good. Yeah, dude, like I had a quick, quick stroll. It's like, oh, yeah, no one, you know, fucking got an academy, the, the fucking the artillery you know, pieces that. It's just general stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, man, like this is you. Just, you guys just delve straight into depths. I'm like, fuck, I just touched. I literally just scraped the surface of these guys. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So in terms of the front, I'm gonna need to work my fucking dick off on that. Work that yeah. dick, boy. Work that dick. Work it twice, race. That's right. <laughs> um, so I'll go through my list. So just you know, with." The um the chats from today sort of 
altered a couple of things. So I'm still working through those, which was quite interesting. Yeah. You know, literally four hours before pod. Well, Matt, well, a bit longer than four hours, you know, a few hours before podcast, Matt reached out, oh, by the way, um, there's not a whole lot of fucking gunpowder during these years. It's like, fucking mad. <laughs> so, well, what's um, the theme of your list, Chris? Gunpowder. <laughs> um, all the smoke from the gunpowder. Yeah, to be honest, Chris, when you drop two cannons, two mortars, and a hell blaster on us at uh, in the list this morning, we kind of went, "Holy shit, this is a problem." Let, <laughs> let's uh, let's rain this negative flake, motherfucker. Let's back wind in. it back. Let's wind it back a bit. We all heard um, your dark yeah. your dark elves list, and we're like, "Eh." <laughs> So, you know, so um, it's kind of toned back a bit, but I'll, I'll work on it a bit more for you fellas because, um, you know, I don't want anyone to have a bad time because that's not what Except we seem to do. You want me to have a bad time, don't you? I can you 100%. Looks sure. like I'm bringing like 20 ethereal models and putting them in front of my army and going, blocks line aside, motherfucker. Somehow. <laughs> it makes no sense they block line aside, but it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's cool of you to bring ethereal models too. That's great. One base, fine. <laughs> the, the the bat swarm's probably worse than the fucking um than the ethereal base because the bat swarms are unbreakable, but they're not undead. It's the two level twos at one k that's really upsetting. I, I need it, man. I need them. I need them so bad. Right. <laughs> Vampire counts. Cut, cut, catch me. I'm all greased up. So, Chris, did you have a list you want to run through? <laughs> Yeah, so to start off, you know, obviously the um, the compulsory sort of captain, um, he's there with, with his full plate armor, his shield. Um, I'll add some magic items. I'm undecided just as yet on what to give him. Um, so we'll get through him. But yeah, then obviously like the obligatory, you know, the master engineers. There's, there's, there's two master engineers with the, um, with the Hockland uh, long rifles. Have to take them, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, for those two, I mean, yeah, considering you know what what Tommy was saying this morning, just four fucking sniper rifles in a thousand points is a bit fucking dick. It, so it is, but it isn't like so. Unit champions and shit are going to have a hard time of it. Don't get me wrong, but if someone's actually scared of their characters getting sniped, you can just put them behind your units because you can't actually see them because the unit is blocking the sight. So like yeah. honestly, the sniper rifles rules good. Um, it just means people need to be a bit careful. You can't just sling them yeah. into the like you can't put all your casters into the front of the block and they're safe. This, they'll get snapped in the face. Yeah, it's not an auto kill too. I mean, you got to roll to hit. There's minus one. Yeah, exactly. They get armor save too, don't you? Like it's armor piercing, but I mean, you still get like an armor save. Your character is going to have like a one plus, two plus to start with, right? Yeah. So you need to, you need to get two wounds into them for like, you need to get two hits on them to possibly kill anything first. So yeah, yeah. like I don't think the sniper offs are all that bad. Now look, I, I did the, um, the, like the right thing, I think. So I, I took two out. So there's only the two on the like on the master engineers. Obviously, those are you know providing that they don't use their own re-roll on the artillery pieces. They can actually fire those long rifles. So I might end up moving them possibly to the handgunners. So it's a coin. We'll say exactly. Yes. Yeah. Like it's it's not there or there. Like where like where they end up, they'll they'll make their way in the list. It's just where they sit. Um, so obviously, like with Noel, it makes great cannons and mortars um, core choices. So, really, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, it makes it makes wow. some core choices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's um there's one of each of those in the, in Sydney core, um, which obviously is like the master engineers will sit with, um, just to yeah see what they see what they can help out with if they are if if all they are. 
I mishap dice, I can yeah, obviously just reroll one of those per turn, which is which is which will be handy. I just um, want to see like them all fucking nuke themselves. Just have this one bad turn, and you reroll this fucking misfire, misfire, <laughs> misfire, misfire. Well, I mean, you know, like the like the whole master engineer thing is like they've made it through the academy unscathed and not fucking having blown themselves up. Yeah, exactly. They've got most and, of their fingers. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, look, that's as far as my fluff goes. So um, then there's, there's there's two units of handgunners, uh, two units of. Um, a unit of 19 halberdiers uh, with a full command because this is the unit that the captain will sit in just to give him, you know, some... Hopefully, if he runs into something that's a little bit cheesecake to run up against, he can just throw his sergeant in for a challenge if he needs to. <laughs> um, there's another unit of 20 halberdiers uh, with a musician and a standard bearer. Um, then there's a unit of uh, five pistoliers. Uh, there's a marksman with a repeater pistol, which I believe is three pistol shot. Um, we should look at again, yeah, yeah, each. three, yeah, three pistols yeah. for the pistol, yeah, repeat a pistol, yeah, sorry, yeah, so like, you know, like, and I'm at yeah, so but you know, I think like at an 80 range, they're, they're having to get up close, so they're not going to yeah. be shooting their three shots for too often, like for too long without dying, so um, yeah, so that leaves me about 65 points, but obviously, I'll have to put some magic weapons on the um, well, on the captain and then. That'll be at a thousand points, I think. Pretty well uh, rounded, I think. You know, like, like between um, the shooty, I mean, you know, you know, a bit of combat. Yeah, like in a thousand points, I didn't envision fucking what sixty-seven odd models, sixty-eight models. That's not and then, terrible for Empire. No, no. So, um, like, there could be a fucking, there could be a lot more. Yeah, considering there's a hundred and seventy-five points to tie up in fucking two artillery pieces. Which is a bit steep, but it is what it is. So yeah, <laughs> that's um, that's the null, and I'll get back to you with some more fluff. Hopefully, I do some more research, and I'll get back to you guys a bit a little bit later. I look forward to it. Yeah. Um, DJ, did you actually have anything? I do. Ooh. Okay. All right. So people know, obviously, I'm building wood elves, but in terms of the empire, um, back in the day, I enjoyed both Middenheim and Sterland. And knowing the old world's probably going to come out with like great minis and stuff like that, I thought, well, maybe I'll stick to Sterling because they're sort of the bog standard uh, empire. What? You're going Middenheim. So I'm staying away because I, I'm staying away from it because you did Middenheim. That's why. Hey, I bro. Hey, bro. You know what? what's right up next to Sterling? No, I know. I'm a well, it's actually, it's I'm actually a part of it. It's actually part of Sterling later on, but to begin with, obviously, it's not. So, um, yeah, back in the day, um, I really like the idea of Sterling um, trying to cleanse, because for people that don't know, uh, Sylvania is next to Sterling, and then later on it, it, it's sort of subsumed by Sterling, but basically everyone stays away from it because it's known to be a, where the dead don't rest well, and after the Battle of Helfen and all that, no one wanted to go near the place. And Sterling's a pretty poor area. It basically starts from the city of Nalm along the, I think it's the Upper Reich, um, being the river, which where Brycon gets its name, and then it's uh, trapped between the River Stir and the R River Aver. So Avalon's below it, um, and the Moots are sort of sitting kind of underneath uh, Sylvania. So um, my idea was, like, back, back then was I'd have a um, uh, bunch of nobles who were, who were fed up of all the um, uh, people who had been pushed out of Sylvania and, you know, whinging about that they'd lost all their treasures and this, that, the other, and also the Stirland 
nobles, not that they're very well off, but they, you know, they prawn heirs type stuff, um, wanting to push the vampires out of basically their lands so they could, A, take the treasures and get rid of these winching Sylvanians out of their uh, province so they don't have to uh, keep feeding them because they are a quite a poor area. So um, uh, one of the, the cool things, if there's the uh, heraldry book, and in it, they've, for Sterling, there's actually quite a lot. So Sterling's the green and yellow, um, basically because they're, they're dirt poor, and like they often illustrate them without shoes and everything like that, which is great for the the old models. Um, they've got the Stir River Patrol, which actually um, the Stir River goes up past Sylvania and stuff like that. I found these brilliant models that have a lot of fish iconography, which the Stir River Patrol have. So, so it gives me the opportunity to include them. There's the Death Jacks, which are all ones who have fought off vampires and lost family members to vampires, and they all wear those, um, I think Matt Cook had the right name for it earlier, the, the metal collar that stops you getting bit, bitten on the neck or getting a lance in the neck. That's Gorget. Yep, a Gorget. Um, and it, it's not because they're knights, it's so to prevent themselves being bitten by vampires and being turned, because that for them is That's like the worst thing. Cool little thematic sort of right bit, you know what i mean I, I think it's amazing and i've been collecting those little motherfucking parts for years just thinking oh one day i'll come back to them and and mate like i'll never have enough for a unit let's be honest press mold, uh, dude. Press mold. yeah it's, it's probably probably what i'll have to do um so yeah so i just think that that was such a cool and colorful because i love the idea of anti-vampire like you know and vampire hunters along with say warrior priests and all that sort of stuff trying to push back sylvania which is Perfect for this time of the emperor, the empire's history, while the vampires are really starting to rise in power and start to push through all the lands and stuff like that. Um, there's, um, in terms of uh, religion for them, I was thinking the Knights of Moor because they're something that I've always really enjoyed. Um, and there's the Knights of the Black Rose, are one of the orders of of Moor, and um, Moor is the uh, like in terms of the the pantheon. Moore is the father of um, Mimidia, I think is how you pronounce it, and she's the goddess of strategy and war. And during the time, the early 2010s, I think it is, they set up, uh, Sterling sets up a temple of Mimidia in the capital because they've got so many um, mercenaries coming through to help fight the vampires and stuff like that, um, which I thought was really cool. And because she's, the, you know, in the, in the pantheon, the, the daughter of Moore, they're actually very... Um, what do you call it? They're like friendly, like friend, a friendly god sort of arrangement type stuff. So um, I was thinking maybe I could have um, some either like through the server of a patrol or maybe just, you know, one of the units that actually have good shit be um, mercenaries and they could be dedicated to her. Um, and, yeah, and like I said, I just like, you know, like the idea of like have a vampire hunter there to embed them with the death jacks. Um, and then there's also the moot there, and I just I saw a great conversion using a couple of little of the blood bowl halflings. So I thought maybe I could use a few of them as the, the woods hunters because um, the Serland um, have a oh, I've forgotten the name at the moment. Um, they've got a moot. no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the Serland have a unit of archers that are like the best because basically Serland's are poor, so you know having bow bow and arrow is uh, feasible for most of the peasantry. And they go out and live off the land and hunting and all that sort of stuff like that. So, and they became very good hunters because of it. And so they, they, they it specifically says the first time they enter the, the, you know, tables of renown or whatever it is, was during the beginning of the um, Battle of the Three Emperors. 
um, and they use them as scouting units and stuff like that. So I thought that'd be another great way to uh, include them and help tie them into the specific time set. Now, I don't have the um, elect account's name and all that sort of stuff at the moment because we've been a bit busy this week. But yeah, I, I'm thinking I'll um, push into Sterling basically for the when we when I do the uh, human side of things. I like it. Cool. Very, very Ruby. cool, man. Yeah, got to get my tents. Also, man, like um, I'm pretty sure there's um, you can take uh halflings as well from the Dogs of War list. So if you want to get a unit of halfling scouts in there, also you could definitely drag them in there because you know the moot's part of Sterling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I just you know they, they, their main color is green and red. Sterling's green and yellow, so it's very easy to tie them in paint-wise type stuff. Um, and they're just great little models, and it sort of gives more like and like you said, like the moot is literally right there. So to me, it sort of helps make them more of a Sterling force rather than just an Empire force in green kind of thing. Yeah. I like it. Huntsman. Yeah, I think you get the Halfling Hot Pot as well um, in uh-huh. the Regiments of Renown. Nice. Mm. So you could really lean into that, those little fatties. Yeah, I think they're just great. Especially and those Bible minis. And the Mantic minis have just got released. I haven't seen it. I'll have to have a They're book actually book. not bad. Yeah? Mantic, awesome. they're not bad. Not bad. Awesome. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I reckon if you chopped up a bunch of like you mix your blood bowl with your um the mantic stuff, you get a pretty good little mix of you know a little um you know moot unit or two. Mm, that's a good idea. I was also wanting to get the um uh, oh, what uh, one of the towns in the moot is called Sour Apples, which translates to Sour Apples, and that's the area where the sort of the quote unquote adventurous halflings live. The ones that, like, you know, as if you're going to set um, Lord of the Rings in um, the, uh, uh, the Empire, in the old world, um, Sour Outfalls is where you'd be recruiting your, your hobbits to go off exploring the world kind of thing. And uh, I remember, I think it's the Rattling Snipers for 40K. One of them's got, like, a big bag of apples and stuff like that. So I want to steal uh-huh. that them to have uh-huh. that with, like, the guys stacking on a few apples because uh, their symbols are generally uh, a rooster. Uh, um, and also apples for sour apples and stuff like that. So I thought that might be like a nice little flavor piece I can add in there. Also, you totally need to model like a dark-haired halfling getting his dick sucked by a fair-haired halfling. It's a bit fat. <laughs> what is it with you and dicks out? So, like, oh, they came across basements, so they pull the dicks I'm out. I'm sorry. Sam wanted to fuck Frodo. <laughs> it's just, it's happening. I'm, I'm calling it here. I think Clerks 2 called it first, but goddamn, that Frodo Sam sucked this was happening. He probably had to suck out the poison from the spider, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the Shelob bite. It's the Shelob bite. Exactly. <laughs> Have him as singers in his back and he's sucking out the front. Oh, it's just easier access, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's more of a, it's a straw-esque sort of deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. Oh, well, that's, a, that's a surprise bit of fluff from you there, All right, DJ. Sorry about that. No, it's good. Well, uh, <laughs> It'll never happened again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, like I said, because I knew Corey was going for Minutehine, they were my two loves. So I was like, well, I'll stay away from that because having two of the same isn't as fun as having a, something totally different. You're a better man than me. I would have spied Minutehine. <laughs> well, I'm just hoping when the Old World project gets released, they'll re- release top two. Because I know when the Old World gets released, I'm probably going to be buying 
at least one army, if not more. So I'm like, well, I'll stay away from like, you know, the top tier areas that might get models and I'll just go to the, the backwater slums and, you know, have kind of go dirty as, and not get what, sorry? Not have your toes stood on model wise. Exactly. That's it. That, but I like that. Nice. Yeah. Well, last, um, as we said, I'm doing Middenland, so the Grand Duchy of Middenland, thank you very much. Um, and we like to typically refer to ourselves as the powerhouse of the Northern Empire. Um, uh, I feel speak- like you're more of a power bottom. No, we <laughs> speak for the North. Uh, our power bottom is actually Osterland. Um, we actually dominate our neighbours uh, to the east and the north, so a little bit of Hockland, you get dominated. Thank you, Tommy. Bring that sweet uh-huh. ass over here. Uh, little Ostland, Jermaine, bring those lovely lips um, my way. Um, we, what drew me to them was reading about them and just going, they're just like the grumpy old men of the Empire. Um, everything was better back in their day. So they're staunch followers of Ulrich um, and they are staunch traditionalists. So um, what I really love about them is kind of like what Tommy was saying. Like Tommy's whole thing was like, hey, we're, we're the happy, nice guys. We're not. We don't like. Like difference is not cool with us. Um, change is not cool with us. Um, if, you know, we there, – there's even the, the comments of um, – the Middenlanders refusing to speak any of the Bretonian or Tilian words that have um, been brought into the Reich speak. So I, I really you're like, like the fact... the Donald Trumps of the old world. No, we're not the Donald Trumps um, because, you know, we still, we have... We're not the Donald Trumps because we still somewhat make sense. We still follow through on what we do. So we haven't, you know, what, whatever we want to do, we do. Um, we haven't fallen yet. Unfortunately, there was a time when Grom the Paunch came in and um stormed uh Mindenheim and then took part of the roof of the Church of Ulrich or whatever it is to, to make his chariot, which well that wasn't great. Um but it's a very staunch land. Um it's never really sort of defeated. It's never really sort of backed down. And where we differ from Donald Trump is that, you know, we as a as a land, as a people, I suppose, they don't have any qualms with rising up against their leaders if their leaders are doing the wrong thing. So I think that's one of the really cool things. I was listening to, I can't remember the name of the po- the YouTube series now, um, but basically, like, the inhabitants will, they'll always, like, sort of rally against um, anything, like, if there's an unjust, unjust tax, um, they'll march in protest, like, pitchforks, torches blazing, all this kind of stuff. But I really like that they have this, strong love for um like war widows and orphans and so there's even like stories and that of um particular leaders like gathering up orphans and then like training them and they become part of his army and all that kind uh, of so stuff that, that's um so for those playing home that's ch- child soldiers child for sure. yeah. i don't know if that's a selling point Corey. no i'm all about it um i'm absolutely all about it um they're just kind of like they're they're just these staunch traditionalists in in their way so they as we said as i said they follow the cult of um Oregon. i think it's cool like learning about this and reading about this because you know it really differs from sigma um 
and and how they are but like i really enjoyed learning about sort of the different tenants and that kind of stuff of um of auric um they've got some hand gestures which is kind of i think is really interesting like they effectively do devil horns so if you can picture it or if you can look at your hand for whatever reason um they make a salute like with a u so with their thumb um pulling down sort of a holding down their middle and ring finger to the palm and index and pinky finger sort of sticking up. So they're, they're just making devil horn effectively. So like, you know, they're heavy metalists, these guys. Um, but if you point it like palm out, it's like a salute used to people and it's a sign of respect. But if you reverse it, it's kind of like giving someone the finger, which is pretty cool. Are you cool. sure they're not just shooting spider webs at people? No, because they're not going that. They're not going down and out. They're going up, mate. They're going up. Um, but the, they've yeah. But one of the cool things about their their sort of tenant, I suppose, or, or tenants, is that they've got all these sort of different things that they must do. So like they must always obey their betters, and and it's whether like it's their betters in combat or their leaders. Um, defend your honor. Do not refuse challenges. Never back down. They're not fans of deception and trickery. So like. Um, ambushes are okay in war, but you can't like lie and you can't like um, be too trickery, like use all that kind of stuff. One of the ones that I really like is because they're, they're so tied with the white wolf element, um, but you can only wear the wolf pelt if you've killed the wolf either with your bare hands or with a weapon you've made yourself. So if you buy a bow and arrow from someone else and shoot a white wolf, you can't wear the pelt you have to kill it with something that you've either made or like your bare hands. Which when you start looking at how many white cloaks there are and stuff like that, there's a lot of white wolves that are dying. How many there, wolves right? left? Like, I, I don't know, like, what's the... Is there any husbandry going on in mid well, There must be. There must be. Well, you're allowed um, them in the army, right? So they've got to at least train them. Maybe no, it's all the, like, non-white ones. What do you mean they have them in the army? In the, aren't there some in the... Um, As the units of attack, dogs, I think. They've got hunting hounds. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Just, just paint them white, it's good. Um, <laughs> I love the one, they shun helmets. So they don't like to, like, they don't wear helmets. They want to, their enemy must see their wolf mane, as it were. Um, so I don't know if that's a euphemism for anything, but um, they shun helmets. So that'll be something I'll be looking to do with my modeling is just not have helmets. Um, is it like make one across the army? <laughs> Nah, helmets aren't part of the army, man. If you so suck it, full you know plate might get uh, minus the helmet. Sorry. You know you, you could get is um, some space wolf kits uh, if you can acquire some space wolf kits later on. They got no, tons of head faces. Options. Yeah, faces with lots of beards and mustaches and stuff. There, I reckon they might be a little bit out of scale with um eight like one because the one fantasy models are just a little little bit off from um forty k. I find just a little bit smaller. Even old 40k, like, uh, like, not talking Primaris or anything, not even the new kits. Like, <laughs> unless we're going, like, if we're, unless we're going third edition, mm. you're still pushing it. Yeah, once okay. they hit the space marines, hit that sort of standardized design, like, even with the old uh plastic gray hunter kit that cost 35 bucks, it came in that the white citadel box with the slip cover. Do we remember those? Yeah, boxes? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I think that'd probably be pushing it on their heads a little oh, bit. Okay. Maybe just 3D printing at that point would probably be your best option, I guess, for that, yeah. i got a 35 White Wolf upgrade packs for you, man. And yeah, so that's what I'll be taking. I'll be taking five heads. Um, but we're also talking about the the Frostgrave um, boxes. So they've got um, some, like, they're more, like, Nordic barbarian type things, but their heads 
they've got like flowing locks and beards and that kind of stuff and, and whatnot. So um, they'll work kind of well, I think um, as well. Um, one of the other things like, you know, they, they don't like that black powder weapons and crossbows are the weapons of cowards. So um, we, with their list, it's not a lot of, of having black powder weapons. And so you even see that. So I'm going to run the storm of chaos um, army of Middenland list. So um, it's in the book and like some of these things are shown within that. So for example, a more, you can take a mortar and great cannon, but they're a rare choice for these guys. Um, handgunners are a rare choice for, <laughs> um, for the army of Middenland. Um, crossbowmen are a special choice, which I think is kind of cool. So I think it's kind of cool that they have these, um, that this is a list that is clearly built around the fluff and it's something that, so I don't have to uh, do what some of the other guys are doing and looking at how can I represent my fluff using a standard empire list. I have a list that has my fluff in it basically. Um, and it was a sort of toss up between, do I do this one or do I do the cult of Uruk um, list that came out as well? Um, but in the end, I kind of went this one because while the, um, uh, fanatic flagellant type idea is kind of cool. Um, I kind of just prefer like a full up crunk through like a medieval ish army, um, as opposed to that kind of thing. Um, one of the things I'll be looking at doing because, um, Middleland, it has these awesome things and we've got longstanding sort of arrangements with people. And one of the ones is with Kislev. And so um, between Kislev and Middenheim, um, at Middenheim, there's actually a unit of the Griffin Legion, uh, the Griffin Legion station there. And in Kislev, there's a unit of the um, Knights of the, I can't remember if it's White Wolf or Panther. I think it might be Panther um, that are stationed there as well. And so it might be a cool, like uh, when we get into higher, higher points level, to bring in like a unit of the Griffin Legion just to sort of represent that, I think would be kind of cool. Um, and the other one that would be kind of cool is maybe is bringing in, I suppose, a unit of the Knight's Panther at some point in time. So if you don't know what the Knight's Panther are, they're essentially a, a, a group of Knights from, um, from Middenland. They've got a long, long history um, and they actually have a long history of um, war against um, Araby. And in fact, they, they um, one of their tenants, they only have two tenants. One of their tenants is to always fight against the forces of chaos. And their other tenant is that they have an everlasting war against the brown people of Araby. And that took a turn. Yeah, I know. Like, it, it's like, whoa. <laughs> it's like, it got to the point where they realized that having an everlasting war with someone so far away was really hard um, to the point like, you know, there's no point, but they went on a lot of campaigns and stuff like that through um, Araby and they got their name because they, they stormed this castle and they stole like a whole bunch of these Panthers that this guy, this, this Araby King had in his, his castle, um, stole a whole bunch of these Panthers and then brought the Panthers back to Middenland for some reason, they couldn't figure out how to breed the panthers, and so eventually the panthers all started dying of old age, and so then they used the pelts of the panthers as either, like, cloaks um, or, like, decorations to their um, scabbards and, and things like that. Um, so 
That is amazing. Uh, I, I, don't, like I don't lean into the racism part, but you know, <laughs> the Knights of Panther would be pretty cool to have a unit, I suppose, to represent um, represent those elements as well. I like how you tied it right back into Donald Trump because you started off there and now you brought it all the way <laughs> We're back to the brand. So actually, Nick, I might have to um, take my, back what I said that we're not really Donald Trump-esque, but um, <laughs> hey, whatever. Well, there may, be, well, there may be all male Panthers they stole and they're all like, look, they're having sex all the time. We just can't figure out well, look, poten- any potentially, potentially they were all male Panthers. I think it's one of the fi- funny, like not funny, how do I say funny? It's one of the Strange. things like, um, no, but the G-Dub stuff like, you wouldn't get that anymore. You wouldn't get that there's a night unit solely dedicated to eradicating or being at an everlasting war with the brown people of Araby. Um, yeah. Like, you wouldn't get that anymore. And that's, that's um, one of those fluffy tidbits that I suppose is, is lost to the age. Not lost to the age. It's there, but not gone. Retcon is the word you're looking for. Yeah, that <laughs> one. That shit. Dog back a bit. <laughs> Dog back a bit. So eventually, yeah. So eventually their their fluff got retconned that they're no longer at everlasting war with the area. They, they, they're just now more about killing chaos and beastmen um, than killing brown people. So it is what it is. These things happen. Um, or genocide and racism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a couple of other sort of fluffy units. Midtime is just one big wall point. as well, isn't it? Pardon? Yeah. Midtime is just one big wall, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No, it's not one big wall. It it's... is. It's one big wall around the city. No. Oh, Middenheim is set on top of a mountain that our god Ulrich punched the top off. Sounds like it's a wall. Thank you very much. We do have large walls. Our walls are unassailable, and other people aren't allowed in our walls. And we got we're on a mountain, and we got right on the face of them. (laughs) So, hey, 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 hey. We were first. So technically, if anything, Donald Trump's like Minnenheim. So fuck off. We were the first to be (laughs) racist. Um. Anyway. Other units. So I, at some point in time, like I'll get into my 1K list, but at some point in time, I'd like to bring in the um, a unit of swordsmen of um, Ulrich. So they are a regiment, for those who have played like Total War, they're a regiment of renown. Um, but effectively what they are, they're like just fanatics dedicated and they're actually funded by the church of Middenheim, of the Ulrichian um, church. Um... They're just swords, like they're honestly, they're just swordsmen, but they're just done. They just do heaps of drills, but they don't really go on patrols and stuff like that. They just go like deep into the Drake Wolf, uh, Drakewood Forest where they hunt out tribes of beastmen. Um, and so basically, the way that they work is if you wish to join this fame regiment, um, there's no like sign up process. You literally go, All right, well, you go into that forest and you have to fight with honor. So you can't like your your group can't come across beastmen. You hide and survive and come back and be admitted. You have to actually fight with honor as well to be um, put in to be put into this unit. Um, so I'd really like to do them at some stage. It upsets me a little bit that the Karasberg swordsman. So Karasberg is part of Middenheim, but the Karasberg swordsman actually, even though they live in Midden or they live in Karasberg, which is in Middenland. They have sworn fealty to Reich, uh, Reichland, which is really kind of what I'm saying because they're so fucking cool. Like, um, if you don't know their fluff, 
They, they're a unit of great swords. They actually started out with their uniforms all white. And then when um, Reichland and Mindenheim were fighting, um, their, their uniforms got doused in so much blood that it was stained red. And from now on, they just wear the red um, as their color to sort of represent that. So it's a bit upsetting that they are in Middenland. They are living in one of the main cities of Middenland, but they've got sworn fealty to um, Reichland because otherwise I'd love to take something like that. That'd be especially amongst the sea of all the blue and white of the Middenland army to have this like red popping greatsword unit would be fucking sick. I think it's so cool that they actually named one of the washes after that too. Like Carisberg, yeah. uh, Carisberg Crimson is based off of that story. That's cool. Yeah, it's sick. Um, so I guess I'll jump into my 1K list at this point in time. Um, so as I said, I'm building from the Army of Middenland list in the Storm of Chaos book. And so it provides me with a whole heap of, of new units that I can use, um, both at, at all sorts of levels. So it's a, as I said, it's a little bit different. The points costs are a little bit different depending on if you look at this or you look at the Cults of Uruk sort of list. But um, for my 1K list, I have a Seneschal of the White Wolf, um, which is effectively like a, a captain but a Middenland captain. Um, <clears throat> so he's just rocking around. He comes naturally with a white wolf hammer, which when he's on cav, it acts as a cav hammer. So it's plus two strength on the charge and then plus one strength every other time. Um, and then if you're just on foot, the white wolf hammer acts as a halberd. So it's plus one strength, but it's not a great, a great weapon or anything like that. So you don't strike, at least strike at initiative. Um, so he's coming with... The White Wolf Hammer, uh, full plate armor, and I've put him on a barded war horse. So you'll be able to figure out where he comes soon. Um, I just kind of like the cool little list, um, cool little rules that they have. So they've got one called Crush the Weak, which is um, the Seneschal, as well as the Priest of Ulrich and the Grandmaster. They actually hate, and any unit they're in, they hate models with a leadership characteristic of six or lower, um, even if they're normally immune to psychology. Now, it won't really come into play when it is versus um, Empire, unless I'm charging someone's wolves and hounds and shit, but no one else has them. But I think it's cool that that's kind of something I, that- I they, want him not okay with it. I'm oh so much okay with it, actually. That's so good. I forgot about that. Um, uh, also, he has commanding presence. So he's a veteran warrior. So he is immune to panic. Um, and in addition- um, his presence and leadership also reassures troops of any unit that he joins, so they become immune to panic as well. So just him and his unit are immune to panic, which is kind of handy at some points. Um, so panics off the board, that's always a win. Yeah. Um, so then I took a... Because you can take a captain. So I took a captain just so I could take a BSB. So I took a captain, BSB, he's got full plate. Um, he's got Warhorse with Barding. He's rocking an enchanted shield and he's rock, rocking a biting blade just to give me a magical weapon because some dickhead decided to take fucking ethereal um, forces in this 1k list. So just wanted to make sure I had something for that. Um, at 2k and that kind of stuff, I get to get into the Priest of Ulrich, which is kind of cool. And the Priest of Ulrich is the only non-lord character or non-lord special unit that I can have access to that I didn't bring at least one of in my 1k list. Um, for core, I'm rocking 20 Halberdiers. I don't know why. I just kind of think Halberdiers are prob um, just seem more Middenlandish. 
They're also like, very empireish as a yeah, general. Yeah, so they're just like to me, like they're just kind of stouty, grizzly veterans. So um, I've just got twenty halberdiers with full command. Um, and then for my other core choice, I've taken a unit of Knights of the White Wolf. Um, so they're just uh, I've taken a unit of eight of those with full command. Again, they've just got the lovely White Wolf hammers, which I think are really fucking sick. Are they the um, like cav hammers or the white? Are they different to cav hammers? So white white wolf hammers count as cav hammers. So okay, cool. they get the plus two strength on the charge and then plus one strength um, in just normal combat. Fantastic. Um, so that's my core. Um, and obviously, given that the captain and the sentinel are both on bartered war horses, that's kind of where they're going to go. Um, taking it up to a unit of ten cav. Um, for my special choices, so this is where like the Middenland list comes alive because it's got fucking units all over the place. So I'm taking a Tutagen a Tutagen guard, um, which effectively these guys are like the personal bodyguard of um, Arl Ulrich, which is the like the grand um, the grand priest of Ulrich. He's like our high priest lord, if you will. Um, who he actually rolls as an elector of the empire as well. So he's one of the, he's one of the only, might be the only non um, elector count that has a vote in who becomes empire emperor. Sorry. Cool. Um, so these guys are just like his tooled up personal bodyguard. Um, so they're foot, they're foot soldiers. So I've got a unit of 15 with full command with um, a unit of five archer detachment. I'm just going to kind of make them more huntsman-y than like a normal empire archer. Um, but they are as archers. I can upgrade them to huntsman if I want, but at this point's level, I'm not. Um, so these guys are pretty fucking cool. Um, they come in, they've got, they've got their weapon skill for their strength, and toughness is three, um, obviously. Um, they're initiative three, all that kind of stuff. But they rock white wolf hammers. So um, they're just, they're bumped up to that strength six. They don't get the positive, the plus if they charge, but so they're just always rocking at strength six. But when they are fighting, the white wolf hammers count as halberds. Um, so you're getting an extra strength, but you're not, you're still getting to strike at initiative. Um, which is good. handy, and they come naturally in full plate armor, which is fucking sick. So at twelve points a model, that's pretty sick. Um, at higher levels, I could upgrade them to in Knights of the Inner Circle if I wanted to, um, which would bump them up to strength four. So technically, strength five in Knights of the White Wolf Hammer would be pretty sick um, later on. Really good in a prolonged combat. Yeah, uh, they're they're nice little hammer sort of uh, anvil sort of unit. Um, I'm talking. I'm taking a unit of fifteen warriors of Ulrich, which are effectively our versions of flagellants. So basically, um, Middleland goes to war. The priests send out their calls for people to come, and these dudes rock up. This is the rabble. This is the fanatic Ulrich rabble. The people who want to defend their land, defend their honor, um, defend their people, all that kind of stuff. But they're not quite soldiers. So these guys are like four points a model, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I've got 15 of those rocking light armor and shields um, with a musician and standard bearer. Um, at the moment, I've just got them just with a single hand weapon, but you can actually upgrade them to have additional hand weapons or you can upgrade them to have um, uh, great weapons. So you can get like, you know, six point models having great weapons if you want, uh, which Oof. is pretty fucking sick. 
um, thinking, and they count as individuals as well, which there's no real anything to that. That It just means that they can be represented as having all sorts of different armaments and stuff like that. Oh, just like um, Free Company, I think. Free yeah, company. pretty much, yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention the Tutorjin Guard. They are stubborn as well. Oh, um, of course, yeah. So they're your, uh, essentially your greatswords. Yeah, they're, they're effectively my greatswords, yeah. Um, and then my last special to- choice I took was a unit of five hunting hounds just to sort of scream my night block. Um, we've got fast the fast cav rule, but then we also get the relentless chase rule. I don't know if that's like a rule for other hounds and stuff like that, but relentless chase rule, um, they suffer no uh, penalties if they're moving through like woods and shit. Um, they suffer other penalties as normal, um, but they can actually have a character join them so they can have a hunt master join them, um, and these got and the hounds don't cause panic tests to other friendly units, which is pretty helpful as well. Um, but they can gain the benefit from the general's leadership in a battle standard, so they're kind of cool. Seven points for each of them, so I'm just taking a unit of five, um, just to sort of screen my knights um, as a bit of chaff, redirect and whatnot. Um, and then the last unit that I'm taking is my rare choice is the Wolfkin. So the Wolfkin are, they're effectively, they're fighters that are driven like to madness or near madness by like hardship and despair. But like rather than lower themselves to like praying to, to Ulrich to like make their things better and punish, you know, someone else's sins and all that kind of shit. Um, they get so traumatized that they kind of just turn really vengeful and really like aggro um and so they gather they sort of gather together with like-minded or like near mindlessness people um and head out and just start killing beastmen and orcs and evil in any form um so they are they're they're skirmishes and they're stubborn skirmishes at that which is fucking handy um and the way that i've got them kitted out i've got them kitted out with light armor and i've got them kitted out with great weapons so these guys will sort of be roaming around um hanging out like obviously being stubborn uh being skirmishes gives them a little bit of protection for being shot and stuff like that got them light armor probably supporting charges by like supporting charging flanks and shit like that um or having these little guys roaming around and like trying to hack off the ankles of a giant or something like that might be kind of cool. So that is the one K of Middenland. Okay. That's a pretty expansive rundown. I think on the old Middenlanders. Middenlanders. I look forward to to, uh, you getting access to a billion, billion cloaks. Uh, like, well, that's the thing. They've, they've got to kill the white wolves. So I might just have really inept people who haven't killed white wolves yet. Nice. I like it. I suppose, yeah, because like, normally when I see Midland, like, no matter every part of Midland, there's like, cloaks everywhere, but that actually wouldn't fluff out correctly. If you so know they know. could have cloaks, but maybe not just white well, wolf cloaks. Like, like white wolf cloaks, yeah. They could kill other wolves, I suppose. But How, like, There can't be many wolves left in Midland. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. Um but, like, it's really cool, like, reading about, like, so Midland has this giant wolf cannon. Um, so, so, take- all right, I need to clarify. Is it shooting wolves? No, so uh, unfortunately it's uh, not. Um, it's just <laughs> a cannon that's in the, the mouth of it is in the shape of a wolf. But it's so large that um, it takes a giant to load it. So the oh, cannonballs are so large, the giant has to put the ball in. 
There's a picture yeah. of that. Is it in like the eighth edition? Yeah, it's in Storm of Chaos. I think Storm of Chaos. Such it's a cool picture. Yeah, it's so like this high. massive thing. Like it's on this big giant um turntable, and there's just fucking horses underneath it that are used to like sort of roll it around. Um but yeah, it's it's pretty fucking sick. Like um they've just got a really cool idea, really cool theme and that kind of stuff. And I really like the fact that there's something already for them in this capacity. Um, where it's got a bit of fluff to it. They've got some other cool stuff. Like once I get into the prayers and things like that, the 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 priests are actually pretty cool. Like they count um their their prayers are like level three bound spells. Um, but they can do things like um adding an extra D3 to charges, um unit enemy units take a leadership test. If they fail, um they suffer a negative one to hit in close combat next phase and all this kind of stuff. Um it can help make the priest in the unit he joins immune to like fear and terror and stuff. So there's some cool things that really are really helpful there. Um, which will be really sick when we get into that, when I get into that kind of thing. Bola. You've uh, definitely done a deep dive, man, on that. You definitely. Oh, I have so much more thoroughly. I could have done, but I didn't want to go too far. <laughs> their <laughs> banners are sick too. And their colors are like going to be like blue is a great contrast color. White's a great contrast color. Um, so they're going to be super sick to do. It's now just sourcing the models mm. um, and what I want to use. But I think I found my hunt, hunting hounds the other day. I found my warriors of Ulrich the other day, the Frostgrave models. So I'm getting there. What are you using for hunting hounds? Um, I found these. Um, they're, they're hunting. Well, I say hunting hounds, but they're, they're effectively little wolf models that I found on Etsy. Okay. Um, so I'll send you the link, but they they're just like slender wolves, these ones that I found. As opposed to slender man? Yeah. I love it. Beautiful. I look forward to seeing it. Get some models, get painting. Oh yeah. Plus lights. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um well that's kind of it. That was a that was a big one. That was whoever, a big one. Uh, whoever listened through the lot of that, good on you. So considering we are so long, what we might do is um, we kind of did our terrain challenge anyway. So we kind of set out what we're going to do for our challenge for next week, which kind of ties into all of this. If you guys are still happy to do this idea, mm-hmm. um, because one of the things that we sort of spoke about was I'm kind of set, like I've got an army list that is very different, but a lot of you guys are just building empire armies, um, and trying your best to make them different based on your fluff. And, one of the things that we sort of spoke about was the fact that, again, this is a dead game. This is a game that we're just going to play with ourselves. <laughs> um, the masturbation of gaming. Yeah. So why not have some fun with it? And we thought one of the things that we could do was that as our challenge for next week, for everyone to bring for next week, is based upon your fluff, based upon what you know about your list, your army, bring a universal special rule a unit, a character, bring something to the table that you can say, look, this is based on this fluff. This is how it will help differentiate my empire list from every other fucking empire list and be fluffy and all this kind of stuff. So we could see Chris bringing something that is really specifically known. Um, You know, Matt bringing something really specifically for Talabaklan and all that kind of stuff. I have also just um, slung through um, to everyone on the Facebook chat. I've created a uh, 
Empire Province buff list. Um, so people can start putting their ideas in there. I can see someone's already jumped on. (laughs) Yeah. So like where, where I've got, I've got units out the arsehole. I've got characters out the arsehole, all that kind of stuff. Um, it might be that I might just try and look at a, a, an army Buffy type thing based on my dickhead stubborn nature or something like that. Who knows? Whereas guys like, you know, Matt with Talbacklin and DJ with Sterling, which is a bit more generic, you might come up with some units based on the fluff. Like I know, Jermaine, like you're super into um, the Knights of the, oh my God, what was the Rose? That's Black Rose or uh, the Black, Black Guard. No, those Knights of the Rock Soup. <laughs> that would actually be rad. Oh I'm my god, Jermaine, you need to run the the halfling hot pot, and they're slinging. <laughs> just one stone in there. there. <laughs> <laughs> only one stone. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a the one throw, but it one. only hits on the siddle. <laughs> oh my god, one. We're not wasting that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of spaced out. I didn't really go through any of my fluff and that. I won't. I won't do it now to take up time, but. What I did fail to mention is the capital city of Talabeklin is in a gigantic meteor crater. And, and as a result, um, over the years, they've built up um, all these defenses, added walls. There's only one hole through the actual um, crater itself to get into the city. And the, the crater is big enough inside. It's got its own farmland. It's got oh, wow. its own forest, its own lake. Um, there's a whole bit of a story where Middenheim lay siege to it for 20, 30 years and they just don't give a fuck because they can farm, they, they can hunt, it, yeah. they just live uh, and then they get bored and go home. Um, <laughs> but yeah, one of the one of the regiments for Talabeklin is the wall guard itself and the tunnel um, the tunnel guard that guard the tunnels. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, that's going to be so cool. So I'll come up with something like that, I think. Yeah. That's a very cool idea. Very cool. So I think this is like where we net out, where we can have some fun with this and make our, our lists... Um, Let's see what Tom can bring for his Hockland idea um, and all that kind of stuff. So that's going to be our challenge. And I suppose next week we will discuss all those and put them to the to the group and, and house rule the yays and the nays and the, the little fixes here and there. Um, but I, I think that'll be a fun way for us to have some difference and, and whatnot um, amongst what is what is essentially what. Uh, eight Empire armies. 30 flavors of vanilla. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, I look forward to it. Um, and in that spreadsheet, boys, like, there's some good podcasting, but um, I've chucked some point costs as well for, like, universal special rules and stuff. Just Ooh. some ideas so people can jump in there maybe. And I'll put a few examples, and it was like, Matt's already in there and stuff. Um, just, you know, like, I just put Auslan down, for instance, uh, for Jermaine, and, like, maybe the proposed USR is they hate, you know, hatred, rich factions, um, you know, the Black Guard, <laughs> um, you know, proposed unit, Black Guard, base unit, great swords, additional rule, fear, slot, special, and then you probably put the, and then the comments section, you know, you pay maybe two points a model put for fear, so they're 14-point great swords with fear, boom, Black Guard. And, um, an Empire great sword unit causing fear on other Empire dudes. That's cool as shit, yeah. Is- so I think we'd limit people to one um, special unit per thing, and then you yeah, take it to a, a, a quorum vote or some shit that it's you know. So basically, right. we're going to be elect accounts voting on who gets what rules and shit. Does that mean I get yeah. two votes because I have the elect account plus I'm the priest guy? Yes. No, you need someone else to be the other guy. Plus, yeah. count, you, you forgot the count of sigma gets a vote as well, and the moot. Nobody counts the moot. It's a moot point. Discounted. <laughs> Also, what we might do is we might collate our 1K list and put them out there to people to uh, 
criticize and critique. Um, mostly criticize. And point out that maybe some of us haven't done the math correctly and we're over. That could very well happen to me. Um, <laughs> who knows? Um, but we'll put those out there for people to have a look at and sort of give us the what they, their feelings are and might have a look at that. But if you have ever done anything like this or have any ideas, feel free to shoot them our way. Um, we are nothing if not mooches. And so if you've come up with ideas <laughs> before or whatnot, then we'd be, I suppose, happy to hear it. Definitely. Um, yeah. I don't sure. reinvent the wheel. Oh, guess what, Nick? What? You get a battle scribe list of my list. I'll shoot that over to you, man. Oh, yeah. uh, all the rules, too? With all the rules, Byron. Inline, yes. outline I'm... profiles, everything. Oh, yes. All the, uh... I'm still waiting for all you motherfuckers to send me those 30k lists. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's long ago. <laughs> Chris is like that was, the only that 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 was so That was so long ago, man. I don't have one anymore. Nick, <laughs> you, get a, you get a picture of my handwritten list in pen that's and paper. Oh, yuck. That's fine. Just as long as it's I can. Crayons and blood. Picture, I don't give a shit. Right, it looks fucking. It's clean. It is clean. It is crisp. My two K um, list, not so much. There's a lot of smudging and. Uh, I'm also happy with screen grabs of an Excel sheet. So. Enabling things. But yeah, that's our probably stuff people don't need to hear about. So what's our challenge? I think we do a <laughs> weekly, just a week challenge. This one doesn't have to be hobby, but this is when you you bring forth your, your like as we we're just talking about our proposed possible USR for a province, um, a possible special unit. Um, I think you need to, the challenge for this week is your province special rule within reason, proposed special unit, and a shit ton of fluff to back it up. That's our challenge, I think. Like, you need a site sources, motherfucker. Like, I ain't adding another unit. I've been given enough special units. True, you've got a I lot. Think. So I'll go I'll go my universal special rule for shell. Yep. I'll come up I with something. I think the USRs with... will have to be pretty low-key, just like Strider. Sure. And stuff oh, like yeah, that. for sure. Yeah. Like, it's just something, yeah, not game-breaking, but something that adds a bit of Fluff, a bit of fluff and a bit of difference. So yeah. I can't be immune to psychology, worldwide army. Yeah, probably not. Bro. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be running Nick's army to do that. Exactly. Yeah, very much true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hatred vampires. <laughs> you can Ooh. always have free hatred, Nick. What about a? Uh, um... You heard that? That's on the podcast. That's recorded. Oh, we don't know yet. This is the longest one we've done with this box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, what about uh, Universal Special Rule, unit, equipment piece, like a fucking sword or some shit? For a hero that? or a unit? For a hero, not for a unit or something cool. like that. But like a, fisting a rod of a man. <laughs> it should be the fisting ore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say hello to my special magical armor, the cod piece of destiny. Oh, <laughs> oh, I like that. It takes all 100 points of my Lord Choice's special uh, magic allowance. Special magic items allowance. <laughs> do, you have to, like, do you have to carve out part of his saddle just to fit it on? No, it just kills the horse when he gets on. <laughs> Enough. Well, it kills the horse if he, if he forged gets from the Forge from the bloody helmet of a vanquished <laughs> foe, the cod piece of destiny. The blood oh is still God. there. Oh. All right, so I think we'll call it on that one, boys. Uh, <laughs> That's horrendous. <laughs> if you guys hear this, you know it worked. If not, if not, uh, enjoy the uh, first 15 sure minutes that we recorded and nothing else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Great. Ba, 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 ba.